Hey everyone, my name is James, otherwise known as Pulse on the Internet, and you're listening to Big Fight Feel, a podcast that looks to explore the colorful, sincere, and hard-hitting world of Joshi professional wrestling. It has been quite a bit of time since the last episode of Big Fight Feel. It's been about two months or so. The five-star Grand Prix had finished up, and we actually just finished the tag team tournament. We're heading into the year-end climax for stardom here. Uh, so like I said, it's been quite a while. Uh, today we're going to be joined by a friend of mine named Sprite. You might have known him from the last episode I did with him on Big Fight Field, which was the five-star preview, where we talked about what we thought was going to happen in the five-star, and, well, how wrong we were for a lot of this stuff. Uh, our pickums were completely destroyed by this five-star, especially with the injuries of Kiona and Tommy and a lot of things happening along the way there. But uh, we're going to discuss everything that happened. I just finished up the five-star Grand Prix. It took me way longer than I thought it would take me. I thought maybe, you know, hey, I could follow along with this, but turns out like real world responsibilities uh, definitely stop you from following along with the tournament that happens all the time. This tournament was like a show, a show, a show, a show, a show, a show. It was a lot. It was a lot to keep up with, um, but I did end up finishing it. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk about all that stuff today, but I got a couple of other things before Sprite joins me here that I wanted to uh, just give a quick shout out to and, and talk to you guys about really quickly. Um, first off, you know, of course, we did the Big Fight Feel five-star Grand Prix Pick'em, which is the biggest tongue twister that I've ever had. And uh, it turned out really well, man. Uh, a lot of people ended up being in it. Um, you know, of course, we had three winners and we have some prizes. Um, I'm going to send all this stuff out. Hopefully, I can get it sent out before I head over to Japan, which I'll talk about here in just a minute. Um, but I just wanted to give a big congratulations to first, second, third. First was uh, Scotty M., if uh, that's not how you say that, uh, Scott, I'll just say Scott, Scotty M815 was uh, number one. He had 49 points uh, leading the pack here. He had Hannah Kimura winning. Uh, he actually had Kagetsu winning blue ball. Every, actually, one, two, and three, everybody had the same exact predictions for the finals in each bracket and the actual winner of the tournament. Everybody said Hannah was going to win. Everyone said Hannah was going to win the red, and then Kagetsu was going to win the blue. Uh, of course, Kagetsu not winning blue, Konami winning the blue, but Scotty M ended up getting the number one spot with 49 points. Childish Galvino had 47 points and uh, Z Pulio <laughs> had 46 points. Congratulations, guys. Um, first place, of course, wins the Utami Hayashista horny book. <laughs> I don't know any better way to say that. <laughs> the, the Utami, uh, I think it's called My Star book. Um, so I'll be sending that out. Second place, got a Rossi Ogawa card. And uh, third place got a Kelly Klein trading card. So congratulations to all those banging prizes. I'm sure you guys will all really, really enjoy those. You know, we only give out the best because we only have the best. You know what I'm saying? Um, but of course, we're going to be doing the pick em again next year for the five-star Grand Prix. Um, I enjoyed how it, it turned out. And I think everyone kind of had a good time with it. So hopefully we can, you know, do some more pick throughout the year and see all that kind of stuff. Now, of course, um, we have the year end coming up. And I thought it would be cool to do some awards, uh, give out some awards for the year end stuff. So basically, we have a bunch of categories that I have here. Uh, it's going to be the Big Fight Feel or the BFF Awards is going to be uh, the official awards for this this show. And if you want to submit your ballots, all you have to do is go to the podcast description and there will be a link. And then you can click on that link and then you can submit your ballot. So the way it's going to go is like this. Um, you're going to submit what you think should be in the final ballot for all these awards. So that's what we're in the that we're in the ballot submission phase right now. So basically, what that means is um, you'll see a bunch of categories when you open up this form. It'll be like wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, match of the year, event of the year, this and that, this and that. Um, this is just asking you who would you like to see in the final ballot? Who do you think deserves to be in the final ballot? Um, and then what will happen is me and Sprite will be in Japan. Like I said, talk about that in a second. We'll be in Japan uh, and we'll end up picking 
four or five or whatever the case may be ballots ballot submissions for each of the ballots so then on the next episode of big fight feel um i'll end up giving out the final ballot and then we'll do a final voting and the community will vote on everything the community will submit everything they'll vote on everything you guys will do everything it's just me and sprite will um we'll just end up kind of curating it in a way uh so we have a bunch of different awards wrestler of the year tag team of the year match of the year event of the year feud of the year company of the year rookie of the year this one let me clarify really quick because my other podcast i had a little bit of a confusion on this rookie of the year uh means rookie of the year so a year or two i said 18 months so professional debut in 18 months it's a little easier for joshi than it is anything else because we actually see rookies debut like say kamitani or saida or you know wherever the case may be um rookie of the year it, it i classify it by last 18 months so a year and a half i think that's pretty pretty good uh we also have breakout star of the year moment of the year entrance of the year finisher of the year produce show of the year ring announcer of the year ring gear of the year best twitter account of the year best twitter moment of the year and of course the very very patented worst twitter moment of the year in my other podcast seth rollins won all those i don't think joshi has anybody that's <laughs> near as bad as that so uh, i think that turns out pretty damn good for us uh we don't have to worry about all that stuff um also i was talking about um the other podcast i do that's i i think i talked about in the last podcast is uh i created a pro wrestling brand with a couple friends of mine tony pizza guy and marcus stevenson uh and it's called deadlock a lot of people listening to this probably already know it because uh we've kind of been pumping out editorials with a very talented contributor team uh there's a bunch of cool stuff over on the website we've been selling shirts um you know shop.deadlockpw.com and then deadlockpw.com just period um a lot of stuff there but of course we're going to be uh this is actually the first podcast under the deadlock radio network name because this podcast is going to be joining the deadlock radio network which is a very big announcement um what we're going to be doing is is kind of like taking we're going to be creating a network of podcasts right so i mean like we have this other deadlock podcast that we do um which kind of covers wrestling in the states and like new japan and stuff like that you know like uh, aew and things like that uh and what's going around in the wrestling world mostly in the west but also covering a little bit of pura uh, things like that. And, uh, you know, of course, this joining was a no-brainer because I already do it and I own Deadlock and joining the Deadlock Radio Network was a no-brainer. Um, so, you know, this will be posted on com now so you can go up there and see a bunch of stuff. And uh, that's another way you can get the podcast if you want it or whatever the case may be. It will kind of be like a home base um, for that. So um, I was really excited to get that started. And because, you know, I haven't even announced the Deadlock Radio Network until right now. So, like, that's that's really, really dope. Maybe eventually I'll get one of those things where, like, you get like a DJ to go, you are listening to the Deadlock Radio Network, Big Fight Feel. Uh, we don't have one of those just yet, uh, but maybe eventually I can get one of those done. That would be pretty, pretty dope. Um, so that was just another thing that I want to announce really quick. Um, and like I said, uh, me and Sprite are actually heading to Japan. So I wanted to get this podcast done before I did that. Uh, I'll be gone for about three and a half weeks. So it's a really, really long time. This is my first time ever going international anywhere. Um, so I'm kind of anxious about the whole thing, but I'm also very excited. It's going to be a very fun time. I think, um, it's, it's incredible this year, how things have just kind of turned around in that sense. Cause you know, like at the beginning of the year, I was pretty much done with wrestling. Um, before I, before I found, uh, Joshi and got into it, I was pretty much done. Um, and now I'm going to Japan. I'm going to like 20 shows. I'm going to TJPW, Stardom, uh, Ice Ribbon, New Japan, uh, I, there's just, you know, got to move. There's a whole list. I'm going to like 20 different shows. It's, it's, it's a, well, actually, me and Sprite talk about it when he, he comes on the podcast here. Um, but it's a lot of shows, man. It is a very, very big amount of shows. Uh, and it's just, it's just crazy because, you know, I 
pretty much met Sprite earlier this year, and now we're staying in the same Airbnb in Japan <laughs> while we go to a bunch of wrestling shows together. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, I mean, he's kind of become one of my best friends in this shit, so like, it's really dope. Uh, and I'm excited to have him on, man. It's going to be cool. Um, I'll be taking pictures and stuff, of course, while we're in Japan. And I brought a new camera so we can you know, take some videos and stuff like that. And I think it's going to be a really fun time. And of course, I'm going to be um, providing content while I'm there and things like that. Uh, it's it's going to be really, really dope. And I'm hoping I'm going to bring one of my, my little microphones. And I'm hoping we can record a podcast while we're there. Um, but we'll see how things kind of play out. You know, I don't, I don't really know. I, this trip is kind of a question mark for me. Um, but I'm excited nonetheless. I mean, it, it, it's I get to go to the Tokyo Dome. Um, which is a bucket list thing and then i get to go i get to meet jungle kiona and it's just like all this shit's kind of surreal still i think um i'll leave really soon in a few days actually uh so i'm just kind of trying to take it all in still it's it's definitely going to be something i'm excited um but that's pretty much all i wanted to talk to you guys about before i get into uh the the, the five-star grand prix stuff with sprite and all that kind of stuff so uh let's go ahead and uh, get sprite into the mix here and get started sprite can you hear me Yes, I can. Okay, good deal. Welcome back to the podcast, man. It's good to have you here. Great to be back. Yep, and I'm going to kick it off right now. Konami's mid, baby. We're going to get right into the discussion. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just playing on well, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out when we get to Japan. So yeah. uh, we had a ton of stuff happen here since the last episode of Big Fight Feel. I didn't even realize how long it's been or how long. I remember on the last episode, I said, man, I'm really excited to follow along with the five star. And uh, <laughs> two months later, here yeah. we are. Yeah, I told you, if you were caught up before the five star, you were going to take forever to just because of how much shows they upload during that period. I tried, man. It's difficult. I tried. It's just way Plus, too much. that. There was that one period during the five star where everything was a little bit fucked with Stardom World. Oh Did yeah, yeah, say- yeah, yeah, yeah! I forgot about that. It feels like a decade ago now. Good lord, things have moved so fast. Yeah, it's been like an incredible. Like I have so much written down here for just two months. Like it, it, the entire Stardom just company has kind of been flipped on its head a little bit. It's, it's very, uh, it's kind of shocking to be honest. I mean, like th- some of this is is incredible like it's like a completely different company at this point yeah Weird stuff um you know we have bushy road acquiring stardom or i'm sorry it's a it's a subsidiary of bushy road it, it what is it kicks road it used to be kicks <laughs> it used to be kicks road i think it's like bushy road uh fighting now or something okay i don't know okay. the exact name so, of it. or they acquire stardom and then change it up yeah yeah something like that Okay, so I mean, they had, they already, I mean, immediately when they came through, they already kind of took the reins on a lot of stuff, started marketing things a little more towards women, which was pretty cool to see. Uh, a lot of stardom just kind of wasn't, <laughs> to be completely yeah. honest, before. Um, Natsuko saying she'll fight anybody that tries to do it in the way of women, <laughs> which is super dope. Natsuko gets points from me on that one. Uh, yeah. We had uh, Bushi Road coming through, and they, they did the, uh, I, I don't even remember the name of it. Um, but Bushy Road does like a convention in California where they do a bunch of yeah. bang dream stuff and yeah, uh, Chara Expo. Yeah, I almost wanted to go to that, but then I was like, I'm gonna see all these people like a hundred <laughs> times. We're going to like 80 shows in Japan here in a few weeks. So like, there are so many shows. For yeah, me. I was like, man, I'm gonna I, beat Mayu. I'm like, I'm gonna see Mayu like eight times. I kind of regret uh, agreed to do that many shows, but 
Okay, well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you also feel that way because I was thinking that the other night. I'm like, oh, man, we're gonna be going like show to show to show. We're gonna wake up and be like, all right, I gotta get ready for the show tonight. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot going on. Like I said, I mean, like, is okay if I paid for the show already and I got the yeah, ticket, I'm I don't feel bad about not going. But like the Gato Move shows and stuff that I like reserved and, and yeah, I don't mind skipping some of them because yeah. there's a lot, and we'll probably see like a lot of people all the time anyway. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, Bushi Road also is, uh, they came out with, I don't know if they came out with it, I guess, but it was just a little bit of a community talk. I think it was after Bushi Road did a, uh, press conference or something like that, where they were talking about who they want to push and who they, <laughs> they don't want to push that. That was a oh, good yeah, couple yeah. of days. It, it wasn't really, um, who they want to push. It's more like who they're, who they're on, maybe. more marketing wise, so like who they're going to put on like the posters and like advertisements or like, um, uh, like crossover stuff, like like how Mayu is doing all these uh, promotional stuff in Japan with all these uh, other celebrities. I think it's more along the lines of that rather than who they're specifically pushing. But you may see that the people they're marketing more that might have some effect. But I don't think it's gonna be like their exact direction of who's getting pushed. Uh, yeah, he, I guess I, it's not the word. I mean, I, the names obviously are, they're already at the top. I mean, Utami, yeah. you know, Tom, Mayu. I mean, it's just the same people. Plus, I, plus the one, the big omissions from who they're not marketing is Kagetsu. And I do oh, not yeah. see them like deep pushing her. She's definitely staying up on top. So, uh, well, she's I'd been take, what, like the gatekeeper almost. Yeah. So I'd say take the, uh, marketing thing with a grain of salt. And still expect the same like, like direction for startup for a time being. Yeah, absolutely. Julia has left Ice Ribbon and joined. I, I can't believe I didn't talk. This must have happened. I think this happened like a <laughs> week after I did the last show because I feel like this was seven months ago. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, Julia left Ice Ribbon just one day. She got up and said, "See." And she incredibly uh, messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a word for it. Uh, ends up so, joining Stardom and uh, just randomly. I mean, she just randomly showed up at a cork and she's like, "Hey, it's me." Yeah. So um, basically, the story about Julia is um, she yeah she was from Ice Ribbon. Uh, she's debuted like not too long ago, maybe like two years ago, and uh, she's she's uh as of late she was like a pretty big part of the. Ice Ribbon Core. She was like tag champions with Tequila Saya, uh, 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 plenty of matches with um, uh, everyone in the Ice Ribbon. Uh, she, I think she was one of the like mentors of a lot of the current rookies. So it definitely took everyone by surprise when she uh, decided to say peace out to Ice Ribbon and <laughs> <See you>. move on, <laughs> show up on Stardom the exact same day. Yeah, that's some uh, Lex Luger shit, dude. Yeah, and um, the reason I say it was incredibly messy is uh, she didn't actually, like, had in any of her resignation forms to she us. She tweeted uh, about it first, right? She Yeah, she tweeted about it, and um, the first way Ice Ribbon knew was that she tweeted about it, and she sent a message to the uh, Ice Ribbon, like, like, the rest of us have this line group, which is like a group chat on mobile like kick she, yeah so she, she so she just sent a message them yeah i'm leaving and they found out that day that she was leaving and they're all surprised and it turned out yeah since she didn't actually formally resign she 
technically wasn't supposed to be at stardom. She wasn't supposed to sign a bunch of legal stuff. Rossi got thrown under the bus by Bushi Road. A lot I can't, happened I cannot, be- I cannot believe that there was not more repercussions for this. I think maybe because they just wanted to wipe their hands of it and kind of move forward. But I think like, the fact that they... Is that I think not the fact weird that Bushi, I think Abushi Road like, did it really like fast and clean, but I think... It's given Sardom a lot of bad rep just because of that. Like, Manami Toyota was really pissed with them because of the B Priestley thing the er- earlier this year. <laughs> I, I remember think, that. The finisher. I, <laughs> yeah, I think th- this kind of like made her even more annoyed. And I think a lot of fans I know have like soured on Sardom because of what they've done. And it was, it was like a really big deal because um, the fact that she. This was like the day after what was supposed to be. Uh, her tag partner Tequila Saya's retirement, but that was canceled due to the typhoon. So the fact that Tequila Saya didn't retire because of that postponement, uh, Julia left like the day after. Well, Tequila so Saya the, took took all of her bookings, right? And that's from yeah, what I took, understand at least. She took every she single took one of her bookings. Every single one of Julia's bookings to make it up to Ice Ribbon. So now she her. Her uh, retirement is postponed to uh, Ribbon Mania at the end of this month, which is like it's kind of good for people who want who are fans of Tequila Saya, but at the same time, it's not ideal because it's basically not her ending it on her terms. Right. Which is why, which is why a lot of people are mostly soured upon it because Stardom taking people from other companies because of Bushi Road funding, it's to be expected. But the way this hand was handled is like. Nobody was really happy about it. Yeah, they've introduced. I mean, they've introduced in the in the second half of the year here. Stardom's introduced a lot of names right into the mix, just randomly, um, which is which is interesting because it kind of messed up the dynamic a little bit. Um, yeah, throwing Julia in, Riho, you know, I mean, even debuting new rookies right at the end of the year like Sayakamitani and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the the flow was definitely disrupted a little bit. And I think the biggest thing I saw was that Ice Ribbon has health insurance. Like that's. That was yeah. kind of crazy to me that, like, I think, I think that was a thing. I think because in Japan, health, like, health insurance in Japan, it's like it's almost essentially like free health care, but not like you pay them out, but it's like not excessive, like in the States. So, yeah, I, it's terrible. I'm not surprised <laughs> that most, I'm not surprised. I think New Japan has it. I think Stardom has it. I think most companies have it. It's just like it's not as big of a deal over there as it is in uh the u.s so right well, maybe surprising to like people who are like used to wwe and how the fact that nobody has health insurance there unless they're paying out of their own pocket um it's weird to that because to that kind of uh audience that when it's kind of normal everywhere else i mean we had a couple of things also happen within just stardom's infrastructure you know we like i said people are coming in but there's people that are leaving and there's people that are kind of floating around right now um hazuki yeah. ends up she ends up just saying she's gonna retire which was literally out of nowhere um and she's had yeah. a pretty she's had a pretty damn good year yeah i was actually super surprised she was leaving but because everything this year felt like it was leading to her taking over to kagetsu so do you I, think I, that I, it has anything to do with with the way the, the way that things changed once bushi road came into the mix I, I think I just the way she's been wrestling all year. I just can't. I, I'm. I just can't like say like yes. She made that decision over a long period of time, and like this was something. I, it just feels like, like out of nowhere. 
in an interview, she said she said that um, she accomplished everything she wanted by wrestling at Madison Square Garden, even if it's a pre-show. But I think there is. So what like, you're saying is this is Ring of Honor's fault. <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah, but I really I think um, there is something like beneath the um, surface with this because I I think so too. I, There's more to it. There's got to be. I think something happened like. Since they said they were all renegotiating contracts with everyone, I think something might have happened there with uh, Bushi Road, Hazuki. Maybe um, she didn't like the direction that they were taking away the tie, how they weren't going to market them as much as everyone else. But that's all speculation because yeah. we won't really know until, like, unless she, like, unretires and shows up in, like, Ice Ribbon or Marvelous. She's got to do the shoot interview, man. <laughs> yeah. She's got to do the shoot. She sits down with. <laughs> <laughs> Julia too. They'll have a double uh, shoot video. That'd be great. Uh, you were talking about Oedotai. Yeah, Andras end up leaving. Uh, she had a little scuffle with Kugetsu. That um, that was also extremely weird because their five star match ended with basically Andras giving Kugetsu her respect, and then she turns on her like the weird. Next, yeah, I I have no idea what's happening in Andras. Maybe she's leaving. Maybe they just don't want her with a f unit. I have no idea. We just have to. Well, the draft see is coming happens. up here in a few months. I assume that they're keeping the draft. I can't imagine them dropping it, right? Uh, I don't know because yeah, I mean, like everything. Like I said, everything's kind of it's really up in the air right now. It's because uh, like I think everyone kind of fits where they are right now. But I said that last year, and they did the <laughs> yeah, draft, they, yeah. and everything's changed up. Yeah, but and, I mean the draft I, ended up being a good thing this past year. I think it yeah, uh, I think it really resurged think a lot it, of stuff. Yeah, it helped elevate a lot of people, but it also some people just kind of wandered and did nothing with their change. But the, uh, with, what do you think? Oh, if they let's all right, let's theoretically let's just say they do do the draft, uh, and let's say they do it the same way. I mean, there's a chance that they you know they do it, but they do it differently. But let's just say they do it the same way as they did last year. Yeah. Um. So Kagetsu loses, Oedotai has to disband. What happens? Because uh, that's a lot um, of people just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, where where do any of these people fit anywhere? I think... Natsu and Stars? I don't think Natsu would go to Stars. I think <laughs> Natsu because, and Stars and <laughs> I, th I think at, at this point, she's no longer, like, she's too badass to be in Stars. Yeah, yeah. I think we'd have to see... Uh, because at that point we'd probably see a new unit uh, to replace over the tie if over the tie uh, gets disbanded. But it depends. It just depends on who. Commander that Natsu maybe. would be pretty dope. She's already got the police hat. <laughs> yeah, she could. But um, if if I was betting, if they were doing a new unit to replace over the tie, it might be led by Julia, and she might recruit Andras and Natsuko and actually be like a legitimately legitimate heel unit because we never we don't really see that from stardom recently because of the fact that heels don't really sell as much as faces which is why all the people marketed are like stars and utami and um hannah who well hannah's kind of an outlier just because yeah, yeah arisa arisa mayu tam utami they're like faces through and through so yeah it's just, yeah I mean, there's a lot of people in there that are, I just can't imagine them being bad. <laughs> you know, like if Tom Nakano turned heel tomorrow, <laughs> like it would be very, uh, I mean, very weird. I mean, I mean, to I, be she fair, could do she, it, but like, it's she, had, just, she, she had a 
decent stint with away the time when she debuted, so it wouldn't be out of the ordinary, but... No, I just I think, think it would be incredibly way- weird, just because her last, what, three or yeah, three her- months or so, she's just been like... She's been doing pre, pre-match stuff where she's like, I really love wrestling, and I think this is fun, and this is good. Like, she really yeah. embraced the, the whole stars thing. I think, I think it would be a mistake to move Tam out of stars. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's just little... there's so many people, like, you know, stars so much Riho's, not in, Riho's not in anything either, right? She's not in a... I don't think I don't think Rio will ever get drafted. I think she's just going to be uh Really? You think so? Yeah, I think because um, she's not going to be there as consistent as anyone else because of her AEW stuff. Well, funny enough, and... she ain't been on AEW either for like a month. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know AEW what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know what... I don't think she'll get drafted to any unit. I think she's just going to stay wandering. I think the one of the big things I'm predicting is... Um, uh, you haven't watched the... You watched the finals and how about B and Jamie started are going to team for the uh, tag league. Yeah, so I know I think, all the tag league stuff. Um, I just don't like I haven't seen it with my eyes. I pretty much know. I yeah. read spoilers, so I know already what happened yeah, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, um, watching the tag league with B and Jamie, they work incredibly well. Like I enjoyed a lot of their matches. I think B excels way better as a tag wrestler than a singles wrestler and she just jamie just meshes with her style so i think going into the draft next year if they do it the same way where they eliminate a unit bring in a unit it'll be either like a heel julia unit or we might see the resurgence of a foreign unit where just foreign wrestlers join up right i mean they have a lot of them they have a lot of i mean I mean, Martina has what she signed with Ring of Honor. She ain't even been there yet, right? She ain't even. She's just been on like an excursion the whole time. Yeah, she's. I thought she's as soon as she leaves Japan, she isn't even going back to Ring of Honor. She's going to uh, Eve and what, like back to Brit What is up Rest. with this company, dude? What <laughs> is going on? I think they're just signing people just so nobody else can. You, you think they're? Do you think they signed her and they just forgot? I mean, there's like a. They did the same thing with um, Maria Manic. <laughs> Maria Manic. They literally forgot she was there. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what they're doing. That's that's insane, man. I, I, it's funny because yeah, um, insane. the Kelly Klein well, thing the reason, too, that happened. The the reason they signed Martino was because um, someone from New Japan recommended Martino for them. So really? that's also weird. Yeah, that's also weird. Wow. So I didn't know that. The fact that they got a New Japan recommended wrestler signed and oh, it's not, not doing spite, anything then. with it. It's not a spite yeah. for for New yeah. Japan stealing their venues. That's crazy. Man. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, of course, big month for, or big couple of months here, really, uh, for, for Mayu, who uh, ended up winning the red belt from B Priestley, which was uh, yep. good stuff. Uh, she ends up using the old red belt, which has the chains and stuff on it, which is pretty yep. dope. That's a really cool belt. Um, I, think, I think that's her preference. Cause... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was, re- she just likes it more is what I read. Like, she just enjoys <laughs> the belt she, more. I think she resonates more with it because, like, it started at the same time as her, basically. So right. I mean, that's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, she ended up winning the Tokyo Sports MVP 2019 award, um, which kind of surprised people a little bit, I think. Uh, I think a lot of people disagree with the reasoning for her winning it. Well, the match is, well, like, it, that, the, the whole thing with the Tokyo Sports thing this year is, like, you, it's, it's, it's already, also, like, bad it's just a, like, because you see it's a Sonata po- match. Like, 
it's all like, political, basically. Yeah. But the reason, but the reason for Mayu that I read was uh, it was translated. It was basically um, she took over for EO, who left for WWE. But I don't really count that because EO was basically set to leave in 2018. So that's more like a 2018 accomplishment. Right. Right. Uh, Madison Square Garden she wrestled in, but. I wouldn't really count that because that's not a Joshi thing. That was oh, whoa, Kelly Klein. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> Ring of Honor is not a Joshi company, so whoa, I, really, I don't know, man. <laughs> I would not count that. And the last reasoning, which is probably the one that got most people upset, was um, the re- she won it because they have expectations of the future because of the Bushi Road deal. Not ah, because of anything she did. Speculation. She, exactly. So, she, most people didn't agree with the reasons she got in. And if you looked at the, the way, the, okay, so the way the votes work for Tokyo Sports is, you need to win by a two-point lead. And in the original, the first round of voting, it was eight votes for Chihiro Hashimoto from Sendai Girls, seven votes for Mayu, um, five votes for Sari, one vote for Riho and one vote for um, Asuka. Not WWE Asuka. Yeah. Uh, so they had to re-vote between the top two and everyone just stuck their votes on Mayu because the person they wanted to win was no no longer eligible. There's a Bushiro so. bias, man. Exactly. Yeah, this is rough. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I was surprised when I saw it. I was... I mean... I, I, you know, I love Mayu and I think she had a great end of the year, but like the whole year though, I mean, it, that's just, just, I don't know, especially because I, I were... mean, a lot, I mean, obviously the math, I think the Madison Square Garden thing does, I think it does matter yeah. a lot. Um, but I mean, I mean, Oedo Tai also wrestled at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I mean, it's just how you look I, at it, I guess. I'd say in Stardom, there were three people who probably deserved it way more than Mayu. Um, uh, Arisa Hoshki, but, uh, for her, like, from Cinderella Tournament to now, I think a lot of people pr- thought she was the headliner for stardom for this award. Kagetsu, she's actually been consistent whole year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, great matches everywhere. Yeah, Big yeah. matches all the time. And I think from the start of the year, Momo Watanabe, she definitely should have been in contention. She, her well, start she of the was year cruising was, until about the Cinderella Tournament. Yeah, she had no. She was cruising, but she had a phenomenal year. She had like great matches all all those time throughout until the Cinderella tournament, and then she she's actually had a lot of like sleeper matches from the five star and in the tag league. Shit, so I don't I even think... know if you want to call them sleeper matches. I have her down like eight times. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. had a really really so, like, good per- five star. Personally, I would have if, if I was gonna give it to anyone in Stardom. It would have been Kagetsu, but uh, they don't, I don't really know, man. want to push. I know, I, I know you disagree, but I, I mean, I don't even know I if think, you can challenge Orisa at this point. Like, I think, I think a lot of Orisa is recency bias. Because... I mean, it's re- it, I would say it's recency bias, but like her f- literal first title defense was like a lot of people's match of the year. So it's like that happened a, a while ago. It's yeah. just, I, it's, it, it's, it's like a whole year thing. I think, you know, like when you think about it in like the whole span of the, because like. Uh, Arisa came back, <laughs> immediately kind of took over, and then immediately had a fantastic year. It's just I mean, it's I hard can t- to I can talk more about Arisa, but I think I'll save that for when we talk about the five star because 
Right. I have a lot of opinions about her five star. Oh, sorry, dude. It's no take December. You can't. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's a short podcast. So. <laughs> I, th I think people will give you a pass for this podcast. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, so we had a couple of things. That, before we get into the five star, because, uh, you know, I actually have a, a lot to talk about in the five star, but um, there are a couple of things that happened outside of stardom. Um, TJPW has been having a pretty good end of the year so far. Uh, DDT Ultimate Party was fantastic, especially on the TJPW side where they kind of used it as like a almost like a reset. I won't say like a reset, but it definitely uh, changed a lot they, of things. They definitely used it as like a platform to mm -hmm. like expand TJPW kind of like into people. They made all the uh, right viewpoints. Yeah, I mean it was a it that there was a fan. I mean it was a fantastic show. First off, from start to finish, I I mean I I would probably even go out on a limb and say maybe like probably event of the year. Um, but the Joshi stuff was really, really good. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki won the princess, a princess belt from Shoko in a fantastic match. They really like seeing Yuka kind of turn off the, the, the childish shit and like really, you know, turn it up was pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, we had Maki Ito, who's a champion now who <laughs> she hasn't won like anything all year. And she's like, uh, uh Hey, it's me. That title is a mess. I'm yes, so it dude. Oh man. It, it is. But like. It's also, it's because it's a mess, it's made it quite interesting for me because, you know, Hikari Noah got announced as the, the first or the number one contender uh, at the Corkin that we're going to. And it's like, I don't even know because the belts changed like three or four times in like I think, two months. Yeah, I think my opinion on that is I think Hikari Noah was always destined to have that match because the first chapter was uh, Natsumi Maki, who's her tag team partner. Mm -hmm. And she only lost it because of injury. So I think. If she didn't get injured, it would have led to that match anyways at the Corrigan. That probably would have been a lot all, better. I mean, I think that was yeah, always the end game for it. No slight for for Makito in any sense, but just I think there's no a lot slight more for Makito. No slight for Yunamanase. They were they put on great matches. I wanted. I actually wanted Yuna to hold it for a while because she really. I mean, from the the Tokyo Princess Cup six like finals, which was one of my favorite matches of the year, like four, yeah. she really like turned it up, and like I, I definitely thought they were going to give her more of a run, but. I guess I they just stuck she, to the original booking and kind of put something yeah, I else think, there. I think she was basically just like, she wasn't the plan. So the backup plan was Maki Ito. So he just hot shot it back to Maki, back to uh, Maki. Yeah. I mean, they had another, I mean, they had a couple of big things happen alongside that. I mean, uh, the whole Masao thing, which I know, I know you're happy about. Masao. <laughs> I am so happy about that. <laughs> Get rid of that bishki gun, boring <laughs> shit. Bring back Hyper Masao. I am so happy. We're gonna see our Corkin. So I happy mean, she's back. Honestly, though, <laughs> Neo Bishiki Goon is like they're on paper. They're dope as fuck. I mean, like be real. Like uh, if, paper, you like, if you uh, show a Western the fan, idea. Right, if you show a Western fan Neo Bushigi Goon, they're gonna be like, yo, this is fucking dope, right? Like, this is the yeah. coolest shit ever. I personally didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was cool. I liked Masao how she was, except for she did the shitty Seth Rollins knee thing. <laughs> my, that, the revolution like my, biggest knee. my biggest problem was that her the way she wrestled was so boring to me. Like, it just they just took out all the good, like, the stuff that made her interesting and just boiled her down to just a triple h moveset to me no i mean it ab just, she absolutely did but i think maybe because that immediately i don't know she kind of that immediately separated her from everybody else who is like very personality driven i don't know maybe it was just because it you know if the whole show was wrestling like missile then i don't I, it would be horrible <laughs> but yeah. you know the fact that it's so i don't know it, it just get, felt different yeah. when she, she when she i can see on. why people would like it but it wasn't for me 
Yeah, well, I mean, look, she's back. So, I mean, uh, Rika yeah, she's back, so I'm same, all happy. So it's all good. A um, couple of things. Also, Gato Move got some shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Rest in peace, 100% L- Cotton. Doing like, uh, Lulu Pencil debuted in the UK on their rookie yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, that's dope. That's crazy. That, I don't know I'll, how in the world I was happened. at that show live, and it was insane. <laughs> um, the fact that the first night, the first show, like, it was a two-day sh- two event, like, two shows each day. The first show, it was basically... The, the morning show of the first day she basically had she sold outsold almost everyone in terms of merch and she wasn't even booked until the last night which was insane and then the end of the end of the first day she was sold out it's just crazy how popular she was at that show do you think that they had her plan to do a match or they're just like we have we have to like there has I to think, be I think I think I think they it was planned cuz um they had uh they had a referee set up already. They had they brought on someone from Gatsumu Bali and Aki to referee the match. I think it was always destined to be uh happening because there was no real reason to bring Lulu because Bali and Aki was there, so he would have translated for May. So I think they wanted to do a showcase for Gatsumu to say thank you to Emmy because of how big she is for Eve. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's making her. She's making her rounds, man. I mean, hell, she just flew into AEW for one day and then flew back. So I mean, she's definitely like getting around, which is it's weird because she's almost seeing like a career resurgence. You know, like this whole thing is kind of nuts. Gato moves blowing up. She's probably yeah. more, in front of more eyes than ever. Um, it's just kind of it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> Gato move. You know, they run they run a sixty person, eighty person venue, and uh, you know, Riho's on the- TV all the time. Uh, Hikari Shida just sitting in the crowd watching matches and stuff. I mean, they just got a lot of stuff going on right now. It's really, it's really nuts. It's just crazy how much of a boom it got, like in such a short amount of time. I'm very happy that people are. are starting I think to put YouTube more eyes on was it. a big part of it. Yeah, because the way that Got to Move used to work before the way they work now, where they just keep everything up, they would put up a match for like a couple days and then take it down. I hate when Joshi companies do that. I cannot yeah, so they, stand it, man. So they did that for Started maybe a year. Too. They did it for like a year or two. And um, you, if you wanted to watch something that's no longer there, you have to find someone else who who has it downloaded, talk to them. But it was kind of good because you got to communicate with other people who also enjoyed Gatsuf. But it's also yeah, a but it's pain 2019, man. We're tape trading yeah. in 2019. It's like man, exactly. This is this is nuts. Um, but I mean, it's made it, inc- I mean, I've told a ton of people about it cause it's incredibly simple for me to just go they're like, how do I watch this show? I'm like, you can just literally just search it. Cool. Just go on YouTube, YouTube. and search it. Uh, I it's made it so easy. The fact that it's a lot more comedy based makes it more like kind of accessible to people. Cause you don't have, they understand that like this, it's not like your Seth Rollins, uh, feed match where like, <laughs> well, that's also comedy. <laughs> <laughs> True, true. It's how you look but at yeah. it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you don't have these, like, these corny, like, matches where, like, you're supposed to treat it seriously. You just have something that's supposed to be just fun. Yeah. A lot of wrestling. I, it's interesting. That that kind of wrestling sort of taking a turn because, I mean, most of the last, what, decade has been... I, don't know, I feel like it's been mostly people wanting what New Japan's been delivering, which they, I mean, they hit the market incredibly well. I mean, they've they've blown through any sort of pro rest glass ceiling that was ever there. 
I mean, they yeah. smash through it. So it's interesting that it's just the way wrestling works. You know, wrestling makes its turns. Like I, I enjoy just going back and what, even like old WWF stuff where like the dudes get like five or six minutes, but like they fucking go for five or six minutes. It's just super entertaining. And maybe it's just cause we're, so, I'm so used to seeing matches, you know, where the first 10, 15 minutes is just like, all right, it's the feeling out process. Oh, I think yeah, it's just how it that. works. Yeah, dude, it's the worst. That's what that's why I, I like uh that's why I got into stardom so hard and so heavy when I first did, because like the first couple of matches, like Jungle Keon is just running at people and like that's yeah. dope. There's no there's no wrist lock, they're just running. It's just like, I think it's just the general like style in uh Joshi's like like they it's continuity and, driven. Like that's what's yeah. that's what really gets me is like you know, when, when Jungle and, and Utami get in the ring, there's no wrist lock. They're not fucking, you know what I mean? They're going to kill each yeah. other because that's how yeah. every match before that has gone. You know, it's very continuity driven. It makes it easy to, it makes it easy to get into. I think in general, because Joshi matches in general are like way shorter than uh, men's matches. So it's a lot like easier to get into because and how they, they need to pace it like much faster, which is a lot more enjoyable to me, which is why I can get into like, these 60 minute Okada Sonata matches where they do the same move for Actually, 30 minutes. <laughs> the, the one, that was the one Okada Sonata match I watched. That one match of the year. I hated it so much. I was physically in pain watching it. I don't know how Very surprised. I mean, that if that didn't happen, I would probably be less inclined to say that there was a Bushi Road bias. But like that, or the fact that the top two matches were Okada and Sonata. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, come on. Like, who are you kidding here? Like, you know what I mean? It's like with the Game Awards with like Jeff Keighley. It's like, oh yeah, Death Stranding <laughs> wins everything. Oh, I bet it does. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. Very interesting. It went that way. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's that's pretty much, I think that covers most things. Um, Sari's coming in to wrestle for stardom at some point. We don't really know any details on that, though, right? Yeah. Basically, uh, she had a produce show. She wrestled Mayu in the tag team match. And, and we can't um, find that anywhere, right? There's only clips of it, right? Yeah, there's only clips right now. There's no news of it being uh, put on demand. Like, it's the Diana way. They, they record it, but never put it out. That's it's so frustrating. ridiculous, yeah. But yeah, um... Up to, up to the leading leading to the match, uh, we had Mayu shit talking Sari, saying she was a professional. Sari responded, "Oh, okay, then let's deal with this in the ring." And now they dealt in the ring. It was a draw. Sari says, "Okay, I'll because you came to my turf, I'll come to your turf next time." And it's, it's I'm expecting it to be for the red belt because that's a big match. And while while Sari, huge match. Sari's biggest goal this year was to win the Tokyo Sports uh, Joshi MVP award. She got and the played. fact that the fact that Mai won it is going to make this match even hotter. Because I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. I think Bushi Road was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to Mayu, and then we we'll use it for this big show at Oda War Gym. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They've given. There's gonna be so much hype surrounding that match just because of that one thing. It's they have my, to do it at Oda War, right? They have to. Yeah. Don't see any other show except for maybe the tenth anniversary, but even then, we're going to that, like, right? Uh, Oda Ward, yeah, tenth yeah. anniversary. I think's January, but yeah, Oda Ward, Oda Ward's gonna be their biggest venue yet, I think. So, if there was any show they were doing a Maisari match, it would have to be there because it's gonna be such a big match. Yeah, if they do it, if they do a singles match, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that would be nuts. Absolutely nuts. Because <laughs> like. 
sort of rarely brings in like other Joshi talent nowadays. So the and the fact they're bringing in someone who's touted as the MVP of the Joshi scene to face their MVP, it's it's kind of surreal. Yeah. And I never expected it to happen in that's not anytime soon. Uh, so I mean, the five star. Why everyone's been waiting to hear about the good oh, yeah. old five star. So the five star just ended last night, actually. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I've, I've you know I watched it every single night. You know, I mean, kept up with it and yep. all that stuff. Um, it was good this year, though. I mean, there now it did. I'll be honest with you, like trying to get through this, I and mean, I think maybe it's because I got behind a little bit. Um, yeah. But sometimes I was definitely trudging through some of this. Um, yeah. There were definitely more nights than others uh, where I felt like they were just kind of, you know, there. I mean, it, I don't want to say phoning it in, but like they were like the, 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 the day and night show five star stuff was definitely not as good to me as like yeah, I, the full day, you know, just doing one show. I, I actually don't like the splits like at all. <laughs> I don't like the day night, um, the day night split shows they do um, just because I never I've always feel like. You know, one of the shows are definitely dialing it in, and then the other show, it's kind of like they're just trying to like catch up from the thing before. I don't know. It's just yeah. a, it's weird. I don't know if I like it. Um, I think it depends because if you're there live, maybe it would be kind of cool to go to a yeah. day and a night show, which I think is like they're still obviously doing business for there. You know, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not like WWE or you know where they're where they're they're not they're not they do not give a shit about the crowd that's there you know what i mean like that yeah. nothing they do is for the crowd that's there <laughs> um while while stardom and i think of most promotions in japan that are around that size are it's very much so you know for those people yeah um i, I don't think we have any no we don't have any day night split i think there was one right right before we go um, yeah right before we go i think on the and i wish oh, i could have got a ticket fucking man trying to get those last like I didn't want to wait until the last minute to get a ticket to Japan, but it kind of just turned out like that because I was yeah. waiting for the price to go down. And then, like, I, you know, you just kind of get caught in a mix. Thankfully, I got a low t- a low price ticket, but, like, it was still just incredibly, like, anxiety was just flare. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, wanted to go night... to the uh, Natsu show, but. Yeah, that's the day-night show. Yeah, it's basically a day start of night Natsu. That Natsu show is looking really really good yeah the it's gonna win sp- uh it's gonna win Prada <laughs> show of the year <laughs> like half. like look like not similar you if you if she's producing show everyone's gonna expect like all oh, these galaxy brain matches comedy yeah. matches like but she just looked like extremely strong matches that could potentially be much of the candidates it's She's got it's, her finger on the pulse, man. Like she's, she she's knows crazy. what people want. She knows that she knows that if everyone else in doing pro G shows are doing all these galaxy brain stuff, she go galaxy brain that <laughs> yeah. and do an ex- extremely serious show with high quality matches. I she's the biggest galaxy brain booker there is. She she um she's gotta be she's gotta be like the dark horse of this year, dude. You know people don't bring yeah. her up very often. Um. But I think at some point you have to because she has had an absolutely incredible year. I wouldn't say she's like the most technically gifted or show-stopping, but she doesn't need she's to because heart, all man. all of her matches are entertaining. Like even if the, like they're not the most technically sound, you, you're always going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean she 
that's the first thing you'll realize right away. Like just, I mean, especially in the five star, because she kind of changed her demeanor in the five star. Yeah, like she definitely like everybody... wasn't the way she was, you know, even a month or two ago. She like, uh, she was taking it pretty serious. Into the five star, everyone expected like the same Natsu as last year, where she's like cheating to win, uh, mm -hmm. being scummy. But I think winning the belt changed her demeanor for the five star, and she just took it seriously, and she wants to prove that she's more than just a comedy character, which really helped because it added another dimension to her character. It was like how, um, I think it was the year before or last year, Yanu kept in the G1 Climax, he decided no more of this silly <laughs> comedy stuff, I'm yeah. wrestle pure wrestling, and it was actually really entertaining matches with him. Yeah, and then uh, Dave Meltzer finally didn't give him negative five stars, so that's good. <laughs> I can't believe that Dave doesn't like that dude at all. That's nuts, man. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, he yeah, that, that's crazy because, like, he had one of my favorite matches of the year, the one with uh, John Moxley in the G1. Is <laughs> oh, like, that legitimately. Was, that's, that's, I think that's the, one of the only G1 Climax matches I watched this year. It was fantastic. Could, it was so good. Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's so, he's such it's a so good opposite from, it's so opposite from new, what, like, standard New Japan that it's really entertaining. It's so like, like, like and, and, and out, like, everyone, all, and I, I sit there and argue in the Discord wrestling chat all day about that because like moxley you know has had a ton of matches this year that are like pretty good i'm like well this is one of them like this is like you know i mean this is up there this is like top five moxley matches it's this like, year i think people just have this this like a uh, idea that if a match is comedy it can't be a good match it's not a good match if it's a comedy match which i feel is absurd it's weird like, right it's it still that's still a thing right i mean like i absolutely agree with you um but I feel yeah, like it's, it's starting to turn around a little bit. I think like things yeah. are are changing. I think with um, AEW like putting a lot of spotlights on uh, Orange Cassidy, mm -hmm. Chris Statlander, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, DDT starts get like more exposure, and their comedy matches are are starting to like get be, like seen by more people. It's really entertaining. I think and got to move as we said before they're like a lot more comedy and that's starting to rise i think we're gonna start seeing more comedy wrestling that's and i think it's good because it's gonna ease people into wrestling more if they want to try it because they don't need to take it seriously have you ever tried to uh show someone wrestling that like never like just doesn't care about wrestling whatsoever have you ever tried to do that um i don't really go out of my way to like do that if someone like, do you asks have any me friends I, that like don't watch wrestling at all i've like most most people i know like offline they don't watch wrestling so and they they know i like wrestling but i don't think no one's really really like gone out of the way to ask me and i don't really like pushing stuff onto people so i never really suggest anything to them but if if a situation comes where one of them does come up to me and say oh i want to get into wrestling what should i watch first yeah, what there would you say? There are three things I would show them. Uh, Konami matches because she is the best wrestler of the decade. Resident Sleeper. Base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, got to move because that's gonna be like extremely easy to get into, yeah, and maybe like true. just you, a couple of. Do like, you think that? Do you think that got to move? I don't know. Maybe it depends on who you're showing it to. Um, because I think a lot of people probably don't watch wrestling just based on the fact that. I don't know. There's always a stigma of it being fake. And like, yeah, 
I don't, I don't know what exactly you would show somebody. I don't even know if it's possible to get someone into wrestling if they don't think, already like wrestling. I don't. I think you need to expose the fact that the idea that we know it's fake, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop it from being entertaining. Like the, sti- I think the main stigma is that rest- people who watch wrestling are like these uh, r- r- rough guys who like just like watch people punch each other, like f- all this fighting stuff, like MMA. But right. really, it's just like it's not really like that anymore. Maybe it was like that like 20, 30 years ago, but now it's like things change. Yeah, just, yeah, like anybody can get into it. So I I wrote down a couple of things for this five star here. Um. Not really awards, I guess, but just like a little bit of notes just having here. Um, I, w- I wrote down the MVP of the five star, and I- I'm interested to hear w- who you thought was the MVP of the five star. My MVP. You can, you can say cause... a couple if you want. I mean, I have a couple written down who I like were, were like, I could intertwine between them. They had incredible, incredible runs. It's just nuts. Okay, so uh, my MVP would be... Uh... It would actually be Mayu Iwatani. Uh, I there was no match of hers that I did not dislike. Every match I was like, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any matches I thought were like mid or like straight out bad. But right. yeah, um, second would be, like if, if top three. Uh, so mm-hmm. second place would probably be um, Azumi. She really stepped up for this five star. She showed everyone that. She should have been there in the first place, and that. Uh, Man, the fact that's that they crazy decided, that she wasn't going to be in it. That's crazy. The fact that they, the fact that they gave her like, like a chance, and she just took it and ran with it. I think that's a testament to how good she is, and that she really earned her spot in the, the main core of stardom. Yeah, absolutely. And um, my final one would probably be Kagetsu because. She's just super consistent. Like every almost every match of hers, I enjoyed. I think there was only one match I didn't really like. Kind of like against Jamie, it was kind of like weird. But a lot of Jamie's matches t- were weird in this, yeah. Yeah, I, she wrestled a style that wasn't really how she wrestled throughout the year. That kind of yeah. Before the five stars, she was uh, she was banging them out, man. Like she was having some really good matches, and it, 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 I just I don't think uh, I have her written down uh, at all here. Honestly, uh, a lot of the Blue Stars matches I felt were a lot really mid. I I don't know why, because that the people they had in that block were like they had a lot of strong names in there. I think maybe because of the double injury that happened, that kind yeah. of might be the reason why. But I don't know. It's like a lot of them just didn't click. Well, I'm glad that we had completely different MVPs. I was one. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna get any of the same MVPs that I had. Oh, and I'm like, no, not at all. Um, but I'm I'm also glad that you agree that uh, Konami had a very mid tournament. I did say that. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second here. Um, so yeah, so for for MVPs, I mean, uh, before she got injured, I mean, Kiona was, I mean, she was blowing away everything. I think I had her down here for like best match of the. I'm totally not biased by the way. I think I had her down for <laughs> best match like four times. So like um, until she was injured, I mean, absolutely. She was uh, her match with Utami on the first night, uh, match with Natsuko on the fifth night, match with B was really good too. Um, with even a finish that I, I mean, I wrote down that Kiona was going to beat B, but that wasn't 
convinced. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, she didn't pin or anything, but I was still surprised that they went that route. Uh, she yeah. just had a super good tournament, man. Could get the match of Kagetsu on night six was super good too. Um, I mean, it was just hard for me not to put her. Um, I, I had, what? I, oh, you don't you don't agree? I didn't enjoy some of the matches. I think you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like. I did not enjoy that Utami match. I don't know why. Like oh they God. like they usually bang it out like good matches, but that match it just something was missing from it. It just wow. didn't feel right. Um Kigetsu match, yeah, I agree that was really good. Yeah, it, that's it's so good. one of my contenders for best match of the tournament, but it wasn't the best match for me, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The B match, uh you told me why you liked it. It was like mm-hmm. It was just her like doing powerhouse moves, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, finish really, the finish really, the finish just really soured it on me. So I, I didn't, and, yeah. I, and I can, I can, I can hear you out on that. I mean, it wasn't the best finish ever, but I think it was. I, I Kiona didn't lose, so like I was yeah. like, oh, this is good. This <laughs> yeah, is awesome. I get that. Yeah, uh, the Natsuko match. Yeah, I agree. That was a banger. Her match with Jamie was actually really good until what. Her injury, because yeah, yeah, that oh, was really- man, that was so rough to see. Because like Jamie is super confused; it's like she's got no I clue think, what's going on. I think Kiona was supposed to win that, but she just couldn't continue. It was just, I'm like, actually surprised. I'm actually surprised that you know, like, um, you know, Backlin used to do the the cross face chicken wing and stuff, right? And, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you, and it, and it's kind of surprising because no one uses. You, like, I was interested because I'm like, wow. Why does no one use this? You know, Momo uses it now, but like, why yeah. does why does why did no one use it before? And like, and it's weird seeing Joshi stuff because Hannah does her. Uh, I, I forgot what hydrangea. Yeah, hydrangea. Some, something like I that. Don't pronounce um, it. Yeah, I have no clue. But she does that, and like Azumi does it too, where like they all have very shoulder based. You know what I mean? Like Hannah, go, yeah. Hannah will rip your fucking shoulder out of your. You know what I mean? Like she definitely gets yeah. in there. Um, but what I was saying about Bob Backlund is a lot of people didn't use it because a lot of the boys were beat the fuck up. Like, their shoulders were held together with string and tape. Yeah. So, like, you know, putting that extra, it, it is very injury prone, um, you know, even if you just do it, period, which it always surprises me. Maybe it's because they're super, super young, right? A lot of these girls are, like, you know, 19, 21, something like that. Yeah. So, they're not, like, their bump card isn't maxed all the way out yet. Um, but it's just interesting to me to see, like, just – complete disregard for any sort of any sort of like <laughs> shoulder uh uh protection whatsoever like i don't even think like jamie even thought about it when she did it and i still don't i like i she was really confused um i think it's because she's done that move a million you know it's just like one of those freak things it's but it's like it was just like a weird angle on it that kind of fucked it up because i think uh it wasn't even a bad was... bump though right like you like the bump wasn't no. bad it's just she just i think I think the reason that it was as bad as it was was because it was just general wear and tear from the tournament because going to the match, you see her ma- her shoulder was taped up. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just the fact that it was already wo- like wear and tear from and most like, of all these are, matches. Yeah, most of them are taped up a lot, aren't they? I mean, like most of them are, they always have, like, Kagetsu, I, think, I don't think I've seen without some sort of tape I think, for a long I think time. A, I think a lot of the tape is like, like, uh, Pre preemptive like measures, so, mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. not like actual like issues. Like the but DDP belly tape. Yeah, but like Kyona, she never usually wore the shoulder tape. So the fact that she was walking into that match with shoulder tape, it it kind of signaled that there was like some issues with her shoulder because she normally just doesn't come out with that. So it probably that. 
starting all these matches running straight at each other and shoulder tackling each other yeah i guess eventually yeah. that will catch up with you i was just i'm just surprised at how like lenient they are but i guess like i said maybe it's because you know in backland's day and in, even you know through the 2010s or, or so everybody was just beat up all the time um yeah and it, it seems like joshi are like and, and like i said i think a part of it's because they're young because i remember when i was like in my you know late teens like really early 20s i I remember I fell out of the fucking bed of a truck and I just got back up, like just straight up. No, yeah. if I fell out of a bed of a truck today, I'd die. I'd, every bone <laughs> in my upper body would be broken in half. Like it's just, you know, I think it's just an age thing that really helps them kind of push through this stuff. Cause like I said, uh, <laughs> Azumi, uh, Hannah, Hannah's the, the craziest one. When I see Hannah do that move, I'm like, <laughs> how is everyone not completely injured? Cause she just pulls that bitch through. She doesn't even think about it. It's nuts. It's so vicious. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. It, it looks, inc- don't get me wrong. I love it. It looks incredible every it's time. It's so good. But, but man, yeah, that shoulder, it's I mean, a, that's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, yeah, so continue. I had, uh, yeah, I had Jungle Kiona. That was my, if I had to pick just one. And I was so upset when she got injured because I'm like, oh my God, she's going to have like the tournament. Um, I was upset because um, she was, I, I think going to the final night, she was set to have like a tiebreaker with Konami. And I was, Extremely excited for that actually entire tournament, and we just didn't get it because of the injury. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Um, so, you know, we were talking about it a little earlier. Um, Momo Watanabe was also one of my MVPs, and, and it didn't even it kind of crept up a little bit on me because it, it, she wasn't until she was, and it was like towards the end, like night eight, nine. You know, she had like a really she had a really solid tournament all the way through. Like all of her matches were pretty good. She had a really good match with Tom Nakano on night four, but like. It wasn't until like the very, very end. The match with Hannah was blow away good to me. Um, and the match with Mayu on the last night was in- just The match with Mayu nuts. was It was nuts. Mind-blowing. Yeah, that was like, that was probably my favorite match of the tournament was, was yeah, that's, and Mayu. Yeah, that's probably my favorite match as well because they have such good chemistry together. Like, everything in that match blew me away. I No hesitation like, on anything, dude. Like, they were just going. It was... like. You Good. see all these finisher like finisher dances in New Japan, and they just take forever. They don't really end up doing anything with it. But in this match, they just nailed all these finisher reversals and finisher dances. It was really great to see. It, and the finish was super hot. She grabbed it her off the top rope. Yeah, that was uh, that was a really really well done. Uh, and they and they started out hot. They didn't. They didn't. They actually didn't. There was no like, and this is like, this is in matches I really enjoy when like, I understand that in some matches you have to build that heat, but like it was already there. This crowd was fucking like electric for this match the second it started. And like, that's, that's when you know you have something special. Like, and Mo had no reason to win because she was already out. She the was being a dickhead. That's like the best. Her, that's her, the best her main reason was, oh, I can't win this tournament. So I'm going to make sure my, you can't win it because I don't like her. And that just sold me like. Dickhead, Mo- dickhead Momo is the best Momo. And no she question. is so, yeah, she is so good at being a dickhead. Like the, the, the Momo and Kiona match in March where she was just, Kiona's fucking crying in the ring and you see Momo in the background smiling with the title. She won't even leave the fucking ring. She won't even leave the she, ring. She, she, she calls her family to clap for her. That's crazy, dude. Like there's a reason like this, like this image of Mayu like circles around Twitter. It's like, it's basically just Mayu saying, yes, clap. Because it's basically, yes, clap for me. I'm the best. That's crazy, dude. What, what a it's beast. Like, I, I mean, you know, people people talk about Momo quite a bit, but, like, 
when you really sit down and you think about the stuff that she does, she's uh she's she's just great. I mean, she's just incredible. It's it's incredibly wild because like last it's like the year before, like before last year, like when she just returned, everybody's saying, "Oh, Momo, she has no charisma. She's no character." But she consistently brought out this dickhead character that is just hits the mark every time. I'll probably love, never I, forget that Kiona match. I, it's, I don't know. It was something else. First off, I was still, I will die on the cross that she should have <laughs> lost and Kiona should have won the title that night. But I don't think that Momo got anything out of it. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Jungle had a lot more to, you know, the draft was coming up. So like they obviously had to get ready for that and her switching and, but it's like I they threw away the white belt reign for a very cold Natsuko feud that went absolutely nowhere for an entire year. It's just like yeah, I, uh, hindsight, I, I guess, know. right? I think they. I don't. I just don't think they have anything planned for Kiona. I think. I know they don't. We know they don't. <laughs> I think this year was her last year to like. Personally, I think that. this year was the last year to like make a mark but i think she might just be stuck in the tag division she had such a good that's the worst she, part she, is like, that it was the, such the, a good year kiona should not be in the position she is but the fact but i don't think they like they see her as the position that everyone else sees her it's really weird it is incredibly weird i mean you can good lord you could show any of her matches this year to anybody and they'd fall in love with her like she's just she's super charismatic she is such like a contrast to most other people in the company. It's just, I don't get it. Like anywhere else in the world, I think she would be a megastar. I mean, she's still one of the top four to me in this company, but it's just like, she's like right outside the titles and it's weird and it's, it'll yeah. always be weird to me, especially like, man, if I'm running a company and like, I don't know the, the way that like before Bushy Road, it's like. I see Rossi sitting there and like, I don't know, maybe it's just because he's like immune to this shit. He's seen it so much. and He's been doing this for a hundred years, you know, um, <laughs> but I'd be like, hold like, how the fuck do you not give the title to this person? You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to me. I don't know. Maybe he has like, he starts in January. And he's like, this is exactly what's going to happen. And we are not deviating from this whatsoever. Um, I think it's just weird. He, he, I think as always, he has a perfect for younger um, talent because makes me fucking sick. Come on, I think dog. It's because I think he thinks that the the older ones will probably retire sooner. So he's just putting everything onto his younger talent to carry the company for as long as possible. So to be fair, yeah, I mean, you're right. To be fair, Momo has been booked pretty perfectly for a very long time. <laughs> like, I don't think she's, you know, I mean, uh, she still has, she's one, she, while she had like a legendary white belt reign, she still has like a hundred other things to do, you know? Yeah. She's, she's been pretty well. Uh, I guess there's like a, yeah, yin and yang. You know, if Momo gets booked well, then Kiona does not get booked well. So, you I know. Think, I, think, I think it's, like, the same in any wrestling company because they're, all, like, like New Japan, like, that's the best example. You have, like, these top, top uh, caliber talent like Ishii, Goto. Like, Goto. They're, they're, they're phenomenal talents. They, oh. Everybody's behind them, but they're probably never going to win, like, the big belts. And it's a shame, but I think... That's, that's what that's what like the Goto thing, man. That's that's what I was like. That's why I was thinking why Huzuki might have, you know, why she decided I, to leave. I, I feel yeah. like she felt like she was going to get that. Yeah, I think th that just exists in like any company. Like mm -hmm. someone has to be the person who 
is really good, but they they're, they're just like not going to just for whatever reason, like someone else is hotter or someone else is someone they're backing on more. They're just never in the right place at the right time. I mean, what Keona probably should have done is had the fans rush the ring and start shouting yes. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed to work pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I had Keona, Momo, and then surprisingly, um, really under the radar, I think, um, Tom Nakano had a super good match or super good tournament. Her matches were all great during like yeah, um it's was... funny it's funny enough because the one i think the one match of hers that i really wasn't super into was the one with azumi i think that was the only one that i wasn't like super in love with the rest of them i was like you know fantastic she had I a great match matches... with natsu and and momo's match was we had a great match with her yeah. too and there's a couple of them i think a couple of times matches i wasn't super into but she did have a really strong tournament she was actually like she had a chance to get to the finals actually but she just I just choked in the end, but yeah, Button I think fly. she just she <laughs> <laughs> she flew under the radar for so many people, and even though she just booked so strong that tournament, it's yeah, it's she really was weird, absolutely. Um, and at, I feel like she's it's been like that for a while with her. Um, you know, people talk about her. Obviously, she's very popular. Um, but like, I don't ever. It's weird. I don't ever see anybody. You know, like you with Konami or you know me or Tony with Keona. I don't really see that many like super diehard ready for her to get pushed to the moon people, which is, but she's uh, incredibly I talented see, and she, she does it all the time. I mean, she always comes I've through. seen, I've seen a couple of like die for Tam people, but it's def like, I don't think it's as prevalent as. Yeah. Do you Keona. think maybe it's because I, I, I don't ever see her in contention. Like, I don't know. It's weird. When Keona fights for the belt, it's interesting for me. I don't ever see anybody for that with, with, with Tom. Let me explain that a little more. So um, so when Tom fought Arisa for the white belt, yeah. um, I, I, it was a fan, I, it's one of my favorite matches of the year, if not my favorite. I think maybe Momo and Kiona is the only match I like more than that match. Um, but it's weird in the sense that I don't think many, I think people just wanted to see the match and not so much see her win the belt. And like when when someone's not in title contention, it makes it easy for them to fall under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, um, and I don't I, feel I like she's ever in title contention ever. Like I always feel like she's just kind of floating around, and she'll win. You know, she'll win the artist belt or you know whatever. But she's never like. No one's looking. I don't want to say no one's looking forward to it. It's more so that people don't mind if she never goes for the belt. If it's a very weird dynamic for her. I think that's might be different with now after that Arisa match. I think more people are behind Tam winning the white belt at some point. Just because she uh, has to. They, I mean it fits they, I mean like you know what I mean? Like it's it's I think everybody wants it. I think most a lot of people want Tam to be the one to be Arisa for the belt. Cause just because of uh, the finish like how that match ended like God, it was like it was Tam. So good. Tam was like oh I don't want you to lose the belt to anyone because I'm gonna be the one to take it. I think that cemented a lot of people saying, "Yeah, I want Tam to be the one to be Arisa for that belt." I hope so. But yeah, that would be. I, I first off, I need that rematch. My soul needs that rematch. Um, it's, but her beating her is, is definitely it. Uh, sadly, that? that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there in my shirt, my Konami all belt shirt. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely what's gonna yeah. happen. You ordered those, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I got them. I, they gave me an extra from? one. I just, just I got from like this uh, printing shop that lives nearby, but they gave me like your favorite brand, Gildan. Oh <laughs> no! Because I, <laughs> I, I told you I put the I accidentally like ticked the wrong like shirt, so yeah, they gave me yeah. Gildans and stuff what I wanted, but. Oh, well. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's only for you know, it's a, it's just a fun yeah. thing to do. And I, hope, yeah. I mean, I think that match is gonna be good. I mean, I can't imagine it not. You know what I mean? I don't think Konami and, and Arisa can be. I don't think it can be bad. But then again, I thought that Hannah and Konami uh, wouldn't be bad. I, I think you have wrong. Uh, yeah. So of that match. all right. So okay. All right. So I think we just have to get to it. Okay. So first good. off, explain to me. Explain to me. You obviously thought that match was good. So yeah, okay. What about it was good? What about it worked for you? <laughs> Just a lot of the match was like a power struggle for because the way they both wrestled, they're aiming for that um, submission finisher, like Konami the Triangle Answer Hannah with her hydrangea thing. <laughs> with her plant thing, <laughs> her plant thing. So a lot, a lot of that match was like based on getting control so they can lock that in. I, I, I. No, what you didn't like it because you felt that it was just um, Konami sitting on her leg for like ten minutes and Hannah no selling it. But okay, hear me out. Did she not sit on her leg for ten minutes? And I I went back and rewatched that match after I saw that she did. She did not. Like I think the main problem with that match, it's it's completely understandable. Is like I can explain why it felt like that so like i think part of it had, had, i think part of it might might be because of the matches that happened beforehand and this think, match was definitely not a glitz and glamour affair i think i think a lot like so just a lot of reasons for that so like going to the match there like everyone would have thought han is gonna win that match so like mm -hmm. you already have that precondition to your mind like han's gonna win so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's gonna happen and second hannah barely got any offense at the first half of the match so it just felt like at designates the winner yeah, no it wasn't even 10 minutes it was like 14 minutes i don't think it was 10 minutes of oh, i'm sorry it, it felt like anything. 45 <laughs> but, <laughs> it, i felt like i watched it for two straight days it was the longest i think that's because you're taking so long to watch the five star it felt like two so straight too. days <laughs> but yeah, time uh, is match, an enigma to me now the match was like designates the winner takes all the offense and then wins so i think that's another reason uh, I just thought reason. it was very. It was. It felt very milk toast to me for something that I felt needed more. I don't know for the finals though. I mean, like, I definitely feel like they could have done something. You else. need to also take into account that contextually, they just wrestled the match. Like Hannah just wrestled the match, so she's not gonna be like, like full, like a hundred percent going straight through the gate. Konami had the match earlier, but it was a tag match. That lasted six minutes, so she had she was perfectly rested. So she still it makes sense. That's crazy. That, that's why the match. That's like one of the bad points of the match. Like they gave her so much offense, and she was all rested up, and she lost. Well, that's. A, I mean, that's what I was saying. It was it was weird because it's you would think I, that I I thought I mean even in certain spots where like she finished working the leg. So Hannah, you know, gets up and is about to hit the Tiger Lily. And I was like, oh, she's not going to be able to hit it because her leg's been busted up for, you know, however many minutes in a row it was. And uh, no, she just shook her right off. Like, oh, right. <laughs> it's yep. just like, she wrestled I mean, a match. You said, that and then... she, you said she was no-selling, but like I watched the match. She was like, 
limping on that leg. She was punching the leg together to wake up. I think she was selling them at leg, but I think the it was just like a main promo. It was like they just booked it weirdly that Hannah didn't get any offense, even though she was just gonna win. I think that's one of the biggest problems with that match. Even Maybe though I'll rewatch it. it again when I'm not fatigued from the five star, and I can yeah. give it a you know a better view. Because um, I mean, to be honest, you're I mean you are correct on that. I mean I. Fucking! It took me forever to get through this. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you, you know how it is sometimes, but and um, like, it definitely was not the a, best match of that night. Absolutely not. No, definitely not. It was definitely Momo Mayu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think another thing is like, Konami matches are a lot different from every other matches in that it's like she doesn't really do any like giant big moves that like she, most of her things are like. All these like technically sound submissions, uh, suplexes, transitions. So, if you're expecting like all these big moves, which like all these other matches had, then and you're expecting that in this match, then you're gonna be disappointed. But it doesn't mean it's gonna be a bad match. I, I, just... I mean, I think it'd be fair to expect it because Hannah Hannah is pretty good at like momentum based moves. She she does a lot of it. Um, but you know, the match didn't get booked that way. She just yeah. <laughs> you know she just, she just, got she just beat up it. for a lot <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> Um, and then she just turned it around and won. That was kind of that was what was kind of weird to me was that you know she just turned it around and won. Like yeah, but that's not like abnormal to see in wrestling. Like you've seen that a bunch of times in WWE where like John Cena takes all these offense and then wins. Dude, all right, that's not um, a good comparison because everyone hated John Cena for like, seven but like, like even that, yeah, but he still he would still do that like nowadays. And you have like with like a lot of other people like uh. I can't think of it on top of my head, but yeah, it's not like abnormal to see that kind of booking in wrestling. I don't think it is. I think it's abnormal when it's like a four, you know, what'd you say? It's 14 minutes. So it's like, yeah. you know, she sat on her for most of it. Hannah just had, Hannah just got the shit kicked out of her. She faced, what, Hazuki that night. And like yeah. that match was really, really good. That was match was really fast paced, high momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the fact that you also just watched it straight, like, the fact so that too. you saw that match and then you saw the slower I match, think in a vacuum it, it wouldn't be as bad. I think so. Yeah. Um yeah. I was looking I was looking through this list. Um oh yeah, Natsuko did she won one match, didn't she? She beat Andrasen last night. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember she did the promo and she said, I have won no matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, te technically she at least got like an extra point because of Utami's injury, but oh yeah, yeah, that's right. She still only won one match, so there's nothing to say about like impressive with her. But she Man. actually, she actually had a lot of matches that, well, not a lot, but she had some matches that really impressed me. Like the Kagetsu match she had was oh my god, my yeah, dude, that was crazy. That was my favorite match of hers the entire tournament. She just showed this like viciousness that she needed to show beforehand and i think i think she needs to continue that kind of like aggression that viciousness yeah moving forward if she's moving in this uh singles competitor yeah and the kill in the match she was she showed that same kind of viciousness and it's just really great when she's like like that she shouldn't be doing all these power like she, she could do power moves but like i think the way her matches should be structured should be more like a brawly and mm -hmm. yeah what get all these weapons in smash each other up that's the kind of matches I want to see from her more.
God, I'm just thinking back to when she uh, guillotine leg drop Keona that one time in the Cinderella tournament, and she just her <laughs> ass cheeks just just stroll. I thought like I was like, oh, she's dead. It's like the Adam Sandler movie with the revolting blob where he sat on it. It's like, oh man, this is tough, man. That 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 the night with Natsuko and uh, Keona, I think that was night five. I think it was a Shinkiba show. That yeah. show was that was my that had to be my favorite. Okay, so. Night. Okay, so first off, let me just say this. A lot of people said that night two wasn't very good, and a lot of people said that night two wasn't as good as night one, and I totally disagree with that. Night two was like I dis- I disagree with that as well. I thought night two had a lot, a lot more a stronger card than night one because you yeah. had Kagetsu versus Natsuko, Mayu versus Azumi. The Tam, uh, Hazuki match was really good. Um, let's see what else is there. Hana versus Hana, Natsu was good. Hana Natsu was so good. Like. Yeah. Hannah played the heel perfectly that match. Natsu played the face perfectly that match. It was. I was completely behind Natsu with the five star at that point when I watched that first time. I was like, Natsu, I want her to win this now. She's sold me. I mean, she wrestler. had a, she she definitely had a dark horse uh, dark horse tournament herself. I mean, she she was very good in all of these. Yeah. Um. I mean, night two was definitely was definitely a good night, but I think. Yeah, night five was go back to what I was saying. Night five with the Natsuko and Kiona match, which was incredible. Um, Mayu and Tom we, we had, had a yeah. blow away, um, which was very good. Momo and Izumi had, was incredible. Really good match from Momo and Izumi. I was that, the only that's matches one of the on matches this... that cemented Izumi as like she yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Upper. I think that was it for her, right? Like that was like the first. Yeah, like I mean, she had she had some pretty good stuff up to this point. Um, yeah, but it de- until that match, it was just like that was incredible. That was so good. Yeah, um, I actually had like those all three of those matches. I was just like must see. Like if I were to give you yeah. matches from this tournament, I would just say just watch this fucking whole night because <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, um, Natsu and Hazuki was really really good too. Um, I think the only matches I didn't enjoy too much were, of course. Um, there was the there was a B Priestley versus Arisa match that, that invented wasn't very great. I didn't. That was weird because I didn't know what was going on with that match. It just didn't feel right. Yeah, and it was it was very off. They were definitely off. Um, for that, that match. was the Kigetsu Jamie match I mentioned earlier that wasn't really hitting right. it for me. Um, Hannah versus and, Avery. I mean, I, I didn't. Here's the thing. I don't think Avery like performed bad at all during the tournament. It's just like I was just so not. I didn't like that match either, but I, I was. It's not like she was. Bad. What I'm saying is she not. She's not a bad wrestler whatsoever. I actually um, enjoyed quite a few of her matches. Like, yeah, it's just sometimes I had a hard Mayu. time, especially maybe because I was behind too. I definitely I knew yeah. like right away like I already know that like, she has absolutely no chance in the tournament whatsoever. So like, yeah. trying to get behind during matches where she's like playing behind was a little yeah. difficult. I think. Yeah. Um, Saki had an interesting tournament where um, Natsu stole her move. Natsu <laughs> <laughs> so stole her move to beat Mayu, which surprised everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was really good stuff. I think she had a very integral part to Natsu's tournament. Um, so I was I was happy that she's there. And I've told you before, like even when like I very first started watching Stardom, I never really got Saki like compared yeah. to everybody else. I never really. Um, but I think she's a very integral part to a lot of people there. She might not be like think, the star person there by any means, yeah. but like she she's very integral to a lot of people. 
I think she's starting to find the style that works for her now. Like she's she much throughout the tournament. I'm the zombie of stardom. Mm-hmm. I think she's recognizing that she's the one who's gonna like do all these flashy pins and rolls rolls up to get the win. Like you saw that in the Hannah match it was like seven seconds. She yeah. just rolled her up and won. I think th- I think she's just finding her groove now that she's the roll up queen of stardom. Yeah, I think that um, I th- I still think I-, I wrote down here. I was like, who had the most interesting five star? And I still think it's Natsu. I don't know what it was about her tournament, but I I was like looking forward to seeing whatever the yeah. hell was going on. Like I just I, I, I it's been like that all year for me. We're like, yeah, I'm not like talking about how she's bl- you know like they're not blow away like you know crazy athletic nut matches, but like I yeah. genuinely look forward to. I don't care if it's a you know six woman tag randomly in the second match or whatever the case a match may be. against a child yeah it doesn't matter it, like whatever it is like i'm like this shit i'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it i mean she's been one yeah. of my favorite performers this year man she's been incredible yeah definitely like she she should be the contender for the uh tokyo sports uh joshi award i agree cause... dude i dude she is like she leg- like legitimately is like one of my favorite performers this year like from yeah. the i mean she's just been I don't know what it is. She's been on one, dude. She's been killing it. Yeah. This tournament was uh, no different for her either. I mean, like I said, I had her in a couple of matches here. Um, throughout. I mean, throughout the whole tournament, like the, the Hannah one and the Tom one, and she had some really, like, really good stuff. Um, I'm, I, I I don't know if her produce show is going to hit tape. I don't know if they're going to, what, what the deal is with that. I think, I think uh, since, I think since it's the same day as Storm, Storm's going to help her with the produce show. So I think the matches with Storm and Rushers will probably hit start a world at some point because oh no it's gonna take like nine months i remember they're like i remember the uh u.s show they're like yeah it'll be out soon or whatever <laughs> I, there's the uk show they just put like like three four months after just um like not the entire show just the start of matches yeah they should get like it's a freelancer like, to do like some of the shit because obviously they're bogged down with trying to keep it Stardom runs like an incredible amount of shows and it's just get, it keeps getting more and more and more i'm like i think with the bushy road money they'll they'll start like becoming smoother because they'll probably have more money to bring more people in to edit uh translate all that do you think that they uh live stream at any point uh, i mean if tjpw is running the same venues as them and they can live stream i mean i think i i think ideally that would be the goal because bushi road money yeah yeah and new japan does uh live like live shows anyway so they could just probably like yank some people from there to help with that but I think I remember one of the the one of the reasons that they couldn't do it was because not all the venues had Wi-Fi, which is like what the, there's, <laughs> you, there's there's companies uh, the same venue streaming these shows. Why aren't yeah. you doing this? Yeah, I just, that's I uh, that's an interesting. I I do I remember that too. I remember hearing that the uh, but yeah, I think with the Bushiro money we might start seeing live streams, but it's not guaranteed, unfortunately, because. Nobody and that's got to be the next logical step. I mean, yeah, I, I think that, you know, if you if you do live stream it, then you do take away some things that make Stardom pretty unique, like the the pre-tapes and stuff and you know, yeah. subtitling. And I, I don't know exactly how you would play that out. Maybe you would um, maybe, maybe you would just, it, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, like, right. You would. So you would have the live stream have the VOD, but then like you would also upload it like you usually do. But then that's just yeah. another step. It's a very it is. It is. I mean, it's weird. And. Um, 
Well, to be fair, uh, it looked like they were ready to just toss the whole pre-tape shit out the window for a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're obviously not too, they're obviously not too uh, keen on keeping it if they don't have to. So, yeah. I mean, TJPW like, doesn't. Yeah, I think a, a, lot of, a thing that helps also with like live streaming is like, you're, you're completely cold with TJPW, and I think that's because they live stream it. So it's like easier to keep up with that. But Sardom, since like they upload like one one or two shows a day and just like trickles in it's kind of hard to like yeah i'll watch it eventually i'll watch it eventually and then it just builds up so i think live streaming will help like i think people to not have as big of a backlog but at the same time you lose some like the pre-tapes and all that but you never know it just you'll just have to see how it works out yeah it's weird i totally was not caught up on tjpw at all and then all of a sudden i was and I think it's just because yeah. uh, I think it's just because it's super easy to uh, yeah like especially the time most of the times that they come on you know come on at like 10 p.m. 11 p.m. my time so like I finish the show up at like you know 12 or it's usually like more like one usually when the show's in so yeah. I just get right in bed and go to work the next day you <laughs> know it's like not anything yeah. too crazy um, with stardom it's like okay I got to get home and then I got to you know it's a lot I mean it's it definitely is a difference between watching it pre-taped and and or uh you know, upload like Stardom does in TJPW, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for, for my first five star I've ever like gotten to watch through, I thought it was really, really dope. Um, I probably enjoyed it more than any G1 that I've gone through and yeah. watched. Um, just because it, a lot of it, you know, the G1, I, I really, enjoy, I do really enjoy the G, the, at least the G1 time of the year. I think I might like Super Juniors a little more just because the matches are a little more not the same I guess. well they're, they're yeah. like the, the g1 at some point during it they're like okay like y'all are going 30 minutes for no reason yeah <laughs> the g1 yeah. is like uh, the super the yeah. super juniors is a little more yeah you're right fast paced the matches aren't always kind of in the same when they're structured while the g1 is kind of like well you very much know how everyone's matches are going to go especially billy and Mosprey. like you know exactly how all of these are going to go you know yeah. what I mean? like it, it, this this was not that way at all um you know natsuko and and kugetsu just killing each other compared to you know uh uh saki and and you know what i mean like just everyone felt very much different and uh, it was it was interesting. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was a pain in the ass because I have like a hundred <laughs> real world responsibilities and trying to keep yeah. up is um, is is interesting. I don't think that I think I should be able to finish the tag league pretty quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even. I, think, do, I mean, do people like? Do, I was thinking about it. Like, do I even do we make a show on the tag league? Like, was it like? Is it something? Because I know the New Japan like no one watches that at all, <laughs> like at all. Like, there's um, a lot of sleeper matches, but I think. A lot of it's just filler. I think you could just yeah. like watch the finals and uh, the tag titles after that, and you're set. Because um, there wasn't really anything. I think the only building thing was the this, the dissension between Konami and Kyona, but I think they settled 6, that. Six thousand IQ, man. Yeah, that was a big brain play. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like incredibly big brain. That was awesome the way they did that. Um, but I, I mean, when it comes to the five star, I think that uh, I think it would be a lot. I do think it would be a lot more fun to follow along with if it was live stream. I think like yeah. it, like that would because I, I I mean I already well when I was watching the five star because I read spoilers, I already knew you know I I by the I already knew like who the, fucking one first off yeah, like <laughs> yeah the, like exactly there's, no, sus there's there. no, no suspense so like you know how the points are gonna be at the end of the show because you've seen the spoilers so yeah if the, usually that's not that an way, issue but. 
with yeah, this. But it, if you, it, it, if you take it away, then like it comes more exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to be up in points, who's going to be down in points. You don't know who needs to win specific matches. You just need to know. For a tournament, yeah, yeah. for a tournament like this, I think I think they, if they're only going to live stream X amount of events per year, then as many of the five stars you can humanly do because yeah i mean make it more fun with the boys like if you know like if we're just all fucking chilling watching you know what i mean yeah. like I, that's what i love about tjpw is i mean yes i only you, could, follow, you know like it's like me matt <laughs> and like a few <laughs> other people but like it's really fun like we don't i don't exactly talk to them but like just being there around <laughs> them while yeah. we're watching it is really really dope like i just think like watching the five star and like especially because you know everyone runs like these you know the little pickums and stuff and it would it definitely be a lot more fun. So like, Rossi, step the fuck up, bro. <laughs> Speaking of pickums, we need to talk about um our pickums. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think we do. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we can talk about it. Okay. So um, I didn't come in last place. So like, hell yeah. I think we yeah. Let's just preface this. Both did terribly. <laughs> yes, it was uh, <laughs> awful. Just the worst. Um, Kagetsu, I mean, come I, on. Like, step it up. I mean, like, come on. at the very least for me, I got Hannah right. I think you got Hannah right. Yes, I, I got was, Hannah right. I was extremely close to my Jamie Hager prediction. You actually she, were, which is kind of nuts. That's she, nuts. she ended with 10 points. I put her as 10 points. Did not expect Konami to get most points. Very happy about that. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, it worked out for you. Yeah, kind I mean, all, of. All but... I got, all I got was almost last place, and my favorite wrestler getting injured. So yeah, it didn't work out for me at all. Yeah, I'll be fine. It's terrible, dude. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the worst part was well, like I when I was going through the tournament, I was like, damn. I, okay, well, first of all, let me just say this: I was in last place for almost every week up until the <laughs> final week, uh, and I was stressing super hard because I was like, no. <laughs> I, I put my, I made this podcast. I've tried to show my knowledge about this, but I'm losing. Yeah, if I'm in last place, this is gonna look fucking awful, and <laughs> pool will never let me fucking live it down. So I was like, nope, ain't gonna let that shit happen. Um, so at this point, um, neither Utami or Jungle were injured yet. Um, yeah. which changed it changed a lot. Like the, it like, changed the blue yeah. completely. Yeah. So that that I think had a really big thing on it. Uh, thankfully, also like some people like some people in this bracket that I had said that B was going to win. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to get last place. I, like, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to get in the horrible place here. The biggest um, surprise was Azumi. She yeah. got, she was so close to getting to the finals, actually. And we all put her as like losing almost every match. Yeah, no, I did. I, I really did. And uh, I think that was one of my biggest deterrents, I think. Um, yeah was not believing in Azumi. I won't ever. Yeah, I just didn't think, I just didn't think, I thought like. A last minute replacement, you, she's not going to win anything, but what the a, hell? Yeah, it's a last last minute replacement for, what was it, Casey Owens? I was like, okay, well, they're not yeah. going to let Casey Owens win anything. Um, <laughs> so I just assumed Azumi would take all her falls too. That is not correct. Uh, Azumi said, I will take the falls and turn those it's, around. It's basically the Queen's Quest curse. Uh, if someone, uh, someone for Queen's Quest replaces someone in five star, they're going to ruin your pickings. So don't always bet on the replacement Queen's Quest. I will I will say this much. Um next time I do a pick 'em, <laughs> I will definitely have a baseline. Cause this one I was uh 
I was kind of picking in the wind. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I put Kiona for all. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, she wins everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, her she ended up getting injured, which was super rough. Um, in yours, you didn't give points for Utami and Jungle when they got injured, did you? Uh, you just no. NA'd those just matches? Get, yeah, and they most matches because no, nobody could predict those matches and nobody actually won that, so. Yeah, that's true. Just, yeah, I'm looking at mine. I'll, most of the tournament said Hannah. It looked like Hannah and Momo for most people. Um, but like I said, there's like the outliers like B. Someone here thought, a couple of you here thought, okay, first off, I fucking didn't even put Jungle Kiona would win this tournament. And <laughs> the fact that anyone did is like, uh, you, you pay your dues, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you pay your dues. That That's the Jungle Kiona uh, initiation. You expect her to win all these big <laughs> things, but then you f hit the hit the disappointment part, and now you're just living with that for the rest of your life. Here's a couple of my favorite. Here, okay, so what did the finals go? Like 14 minutes? So yeah. here's here's my favorites here. So in case of a tie, how long are the finals be? Here's it going. 45 minutes, 35 minutes. <laughs> What do they think this is? I don't know what they thought they're having, this was. They're two matches in the same night. Why would they go 40 minutes? They're yeah. just too preconditioned to these New Japan 40-minute matches, I guess. Yeah, you hear finals and you're like 45, 30, uh, 86. <laughs> yeah, you start spouting 86. out. Just start spouting out numbers, you know? It doesn't matter. Sheesh. I thought Arisa would have a big... Uh, uh, I thought she would have a better tournament than she did. I, I, I thought of a lot of her matches are... Yeah, what was like, the deal? Like, every match outside of the five-star is, like, must-watch. And then, like, five-star, she's like, ah, I think I'm going to take a break for a little bit. Yeah, all of her matches are kind of mid to me, except for, like, Kagetsu, uh, Konami match, and uh, the Jamie match. It's like, the B match wasn't hitting it. People, I know people like the Utami match, but that didn't do anything for me. Andres had the... I thought Andres had the extremely poor five-star. Well, the they had match. the one match with the backpack that was really... I hated that match. What? How did you hate that match? <laughs> it just didn't so make sense. Fun. It was so It was fun, fun, but it didn't make sense for their first singles match against each other. And they're, they're going in with like this huge like beef with each other, and they had this weird... Dude, their oh, beef I, is over like hand sanitizer and face I'm paint. a hot school teacher. You're a preschooler. What rude. the hell's happening here? I don't know. Hell yeah. I think the, I think the fact that that was the period where they had... It was Sunny Gate that period, so. Oh, it was. It was. I think oh, that kind of hurt a lot because nobody knew what was happening with the translations. Oh, that was a dark time. And like, <laughs> I, oh my god, just thinking about that now, like going on, like I think I was on the way. I was on a trip somewhere. I think it was like All Out or something, or some like AEW trip. Yeah, because I sent you some matches to watch on the plane, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like I, I see this shit. And I'm like. Bro, what the hell? And I go on Reddit, and like Sonny's like, yeah, I guess this is it. I'm like, what is going on? Like, are you kidding me? Uh, okay, what I heard about what happened was, so they didn't fire him or like, like replace him. They Basically, what happened was, he already left Japan and went back to America. And he's, I think he was saying, I'm not coming back until my demandment. And they're like, okay, we're not going to do it right now. So they did all, so they got someone to replace him, and they obviously weren't like they were subpar. They weren't subpar. Saleable. Yeah, that's not even. I'm surprised you said subpar. They were, god, dude. They were god awful. They weren't <laughs> even trying. I mean, I'm not. I give the benefit of the doubts because, like, 
not all Japanese people are going to be fluent in English, so... Like, well, that's fine, trying. but, like, you know what the job is, right? I mean, like... Yeah. They've been they, doing this for they, a long time. The, the, fact that, the, the fact that Sunny just left and didn't come back, they, I think it was just, like, a last-minute thing. They had to put something out. They had to put something for the Western fans. It just didn't hit, though, so... So they so what happened was while he, so after all that happened on Twitter everyone's getting pissed they would do, they would finally went to okay come back we'll give you your raise I think he just finessed them for more money yeah he had <laughs> the fire pro it. where you win the title and then you immediately get let me get that contract <laughs> oh, all right I guess so what the hell I don't blame him dude like that that shit is so cr like it is a extremely I know like a lot of people that watch or whatever like. You know, a lot of people don't care about English commentary or, you know, any sort of yeah. westernized anything. But, like, it truly is a big deal to a lot of people. And it's not even like a, like, I, you know, like the dub and sub thing in anime where, like, everybody's yeah. like, you know, like, you have to watch it sub or, you know, oh, I don't want to watch sub, this and that. But it does matter. I mean, like, it, 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 I probably, I've gotten a lot of people into this shit in the past year. And I don't think I would have been able to do it if, like, if I told, if, and that's going to be the biggest hurdle for TJPW is, it, like, Hey, yeah, you have to watch this with this Twitter page open. Like, yeah, it's, I, like, it's tough. TJPW does have like, like, in, like English accessibility to some degree, but it's not as easy as the way Sarm does it. So it's kind of hard to get into. So, like, yeah, that's a. So while the TJPW and DT have like English Twitters translating everything, they're great. It's by just, the way, they're great. Yeah, they, it's they're just a lot. Small. It's just like it's not ideal because you basically just have to have one side of your screen the stream once every screen the twitter feed it's just not it's not really easy to keep up with no it's not um it's no. it's actually it's actually funny too um it i i don't know maybe at the beginning of the year i just didn't expect to see so many like seeing yuka at AEW was like kind of nuts and the fact yeah. that she got so incredibly over is also nuts it's actually um, impressive how like fast she connected with people I think it was her theme definitely because I yeah 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 and then they <laughs> took it away <laughs> they took it away I uh, no idea they, they did that but yeah I don't know either. maybe they'll bring it back but I yeah, think I Kenny mean, was really upset watch, about that you watched something a little earlier it was like a training video from stardom um yeah. where they said that see I wasn't even sure it like obviously stardom worked together with ring of honor earlier this year um and, you know, they worked together with Pro Wrestling Eve because, uh, I mean, even Rossi went to that one show. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. There, right. Yeah. He um, fell asleep. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about with this dude. Like, like if it's got to be just a case of the fact that, like, he's been doing this forever. Right. So, like, just, nothing yeah. really surprises him. He kind of just plays it by ear, you know. But, like, yeah. if I'm watching some of these matches, I'm, like, losing my fucking shit. Like, I can't imagine, like, being front row for a lot of this stuff and not being, like, Yep, that's that's the girl. Like that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I just that's crazy that. that you. How do you? How the hell does that even happen? Like, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> like, the, the crowd was loud. The crowd was loud, so I have no idea how you fell asleep with that. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, but yeah, just, it was... it's, it's interesting to see. Like, I don't know. It's interesting to see Stardom not work together with a lot of companies. Um, but then you watch the training thing earlier and I don't know, yeah. maybe it's something with Bushy Road or like what the case is where it, like they want, it they was, do um, want to go out. Yeah. Explain that a little bit. what you watch? So like, um, Bushy Road said that they would have Milano, uh, from New Japan start training some of the, start taking some training sessions with stardom. So 
this was their first training. So like he he did like an eight hour session with like all the units separately, and then the stars one was recorded and open to the public, like journals and all that, and had Q and A in the end. That was for Sunrun World, and I, the biggest part of that to me part on there was um he mentioned that uh he wants to get everyone in stardom to the level where um they could take on the world like if u.s promoters or uk promoters want to bring them in that they're ready to um go there and uh showcase what stardom is actually about and that and he also mentioned that currently uh, he only sees that mayu is um the one only person at that level like you were talking to me about that as well like mm-hmm. you're saying like as a response that you already think that uh, a lot of the roster are at that level to compete on the world I think like stage. The top four, yeah, I would, I would think so. Uh, but like, I, yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, I think it's more of a motivator. Say, like, yeah, you need to, you, you may be at the level, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm just gonna say you need to raise it up just to say, just to give this idea that you, you, you can still improve. So yeah, you don't stagnate at the top. Cause you see that a lot with like these top stars, like they go to like these big companies and then they just stagnate and then drop mm-hmm. off in quality. Yeah, well, absolutely. So I think, so I think, but yeah, the fact that they're saying, oh, we're going to start looking, if UK and US promoters are starting to look for star wrestlers, then we might be, we're going to be open to it more as we start to raise their level up. So, I mean, that surprised me in general because I feel like stardom doesn't work with anybody. Like when it comes to people coming in, you know, like freelancers and things like that, obviously are a different case. Yeah. But like, um, I don't know. I just can't imagine. Like who exactly, other than like pro wrestling Eve, I, I mean, do they do they send people out very often to no, do anything? No. I think this year is the first time in like So you think they'd be three, like three, four, five years that they send people internationally that but even then, back then, they only sent like Mayu, Kairi, Io. I mean, do you think so, they're like who exactly? I was just trying to think of promotions that could possibly like. It's so weird to me that uh, TJPW is a little different in that sense because um, they worked with what Shine this. I mean, even this year was it Shine yeah. or Shimmer? Um, Shine. Shine with uh, Allison K and Miyu Yamashita were working earlier this year. Yeah. Um, which was one of my big, like, that was one of my big, like, I had never seen Miu really work. And I saw her working with Allison K, which was kind of dope. Um, and, I, like, that was a big thing for me. Uh, and then, of course, Allison K coming back over and then them having the match. And then it led to Shoko beating Miu later on. Um, yep. It's just, in, it's interesting to me, like, what companies could possibly even book stardom talent. Yeah. Like who would they like? like I, would, would Nick Gage, <laughs> you know, like Nick yeah, Gage I, versus Tam Nakano deathmatch? Like there's like, there's a lot of shit that would be incredibly dope, but like I just can't imagine like because I believe I mean from what it seems Rossi goes with them to a lot. I don't think he went to the Bushi Road thing, but I assume he goes to yeah, most uh, of these. Yeah, he he goes to most of them. He think I don't think no, he, I think he did go to the Bushi Road thing. He did. He go was to with it. uh. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so like, Wait. can you imagine Rossi like just shirt up at a GCW show, just <laughs> sleeping? <laughs> there's part, there's spooky gas just all in the air. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that would be so crazy. I just I can't so think hard. of any promotions. Yeah, I can't really think of any promotions. Maybe like 
Rev Pro because they have the New Japan uh, partnership already. They could just like send some talent oh, yeah. alongside. Yeah. So I think maybe they just anyone. Basically, anyone already aligned with New Japan, they could just send some storm towns alongside them, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. I think that'd be cool. And give Mayu a chance to hang out with Okada. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're going to, I mean, do they, with the uh, Tokyo sports stuff, do they like do group shots yeah, and stuff? Yeah, they take they take uh, the Joshi MVP and the main MVP and to get a photo with each other. They wow. took a big group photo. Okay, it's, then this is a Bushi Road agenda. Then this is all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is okay. The more and more I hear about this, I'm like, okay, how can anyone look at this and not think it's <laughs> it's some sort of agenda at play here? Good lord. Um, I mean, I'm so happy for Maya because she's just the fucking yeah. best. But like, like uh, no, no offense to Maya. Like, yeah, she's if she, awesome. she, like, all respect to her. She, if she, she kind of, she does deserve something like this year, but. Like I wouldn't give I I wouldn't have personally picked her, but it, no hard feelings if she does win it. Yeah, I mean I feel like I feel like that way with a lot of Joshi stuff. To be completely honest with you, like even when someone like loses a match where I you know I wanted them to win or I expected them to win or something, like it doesn't ever sour me on anybody because I'm like they're still just the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like everything. Um, so I mean you've watched what? This is your third five star that you've watched. Yeah, my third. Cause, yeah, first year. Because the first five star I watched, uh, I didn't watch it in order because I, I started watching after it happened. Mm -hmm. And my first match in star I watched in Stardom was, as I mentioned in my last podcast, Konami versus Mandy Leon. Hell yeah! And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, technically that was my first, but I would say that the year after was my first like proper five star. So this would be my second like five star technically. How? What, where do you think this falls? Like, in the five star if you watch so far like your first think, second third i think this definitely was the best five star out of the three i've watched I, like see i have no i have no base for so yeah I, so i have no base for a lot of this stuff um i think but i mean this the, year the, has been very good the talent pool for this five star is like miles better than the last two five stars because it's all of home like technically homegrown talent uh quotation marks and like <laughs> Japanese talent, like no love, like freelancers. They have like uh, Avery, who's technically the only like non-stardom person there, because Jamie is basically there full time now. Mm -hmm. B's full time, and everyone else is like full time as well. So I think the fact that you have all these regulars there made it much better, because you have people who know how each other work. Yeah. Um. Did you Did you watch the Tokyo Princess Cup this year? Yeah, I um, really It's not that. really the same. It's not in the same it's at all, but I was just, you know, not. if you, uh, I don't know, if you enjoyed it as much. Because there's been, I feel like all the tournaments this year have been really good in like all the companies I've watched. Um, and I don't know if that's a case of like the talent just kicking it up a notch this year, or I don't know. Like like I said, I have no baseline for this, so I was, maybe you chime I think, in on that. I think a lot of the talent has grown up from the past year, so I think it is about the fact that people, they're like, it's been a year since the last time the five star i think everyone's gone leveled up and i think it's gonna continue leveling up because the triangle the are leveled up dude oh uh, i was so like i was just like on twitter and then notification pop up oh konami she's chanting uh she got the triangle lancer transfer officially by the original user wataru inoue and he's taught her seven variations of locking it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be uh, <laughs> that's gonna be very I, interesting to see how that plays they, out. 
and the fact that they put up the training video, it's like, if they have her lose, like, at year in climax, <laughs> Arisa's gonna, be... gonna beat her with the Oscar, dude. That's what's gonna Cause, happen, uh, dude. Because what's, if, if they hyped up this fact that she's, she got passed down to her, she's learned seven variations that she loses, it's basically gonna be like how Goto had, like, this tra <laughs> training session under a waterfall, came Not out to, like, waterfall. this half-paint, like, uh, tribute to, like, his uh. favorite wrestler, and then he just loses to Okada. That's oh, just man. basically the equivalent of this. That's rough. I don't, it's just, ah. Uh. That's rough. Oh man, I, I I love Goto so much. He's like one of my favorite New Japan guys ever. But the fucking waterfall, God man, he uh, should have won that match. I don't know what they are thinking. Everyone I like loses twenty four seven. At least I have Yuka. <laughs> at least but I'm scared now because I think Yuka's gonna drop it at Cork, and I'm like, no. God, that would be so bad. Ugh. I mean, I love me, but just like. No, please. <laughs> I have so many matchups that like I want to see with Yuka. It's just like, oh, that would suck so much. Thankfully, the yeah. wrestlers in, in Joshi don't seem to drop it on a dime. So like, I, you know, I, I, there's something in the back of my head just because all my favorites lose 24-7. I'm just hoping when I'm there, I, I don't have my heart break 100 times in a row. Oh, uh, so yeah. Rough. Like if, if like, do uh, Kiona and uh, Konami still have the belts, right? Yeah. So like if they drop, they're gonna fucking drop the belts on there. Yuka's gonna drop the fucking belt when I'm there. Everyone, Hikari Noah's not gonna win the fucking belt when I'm there. It's just gonna be like a, a whole trip, a heartbreak for me. I'm just so upset. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I had a super fun time watching the five star. Uh, I, I I'm excited for next year's five star too, just because I think I'll be a little more ready for. Because in my head, I'm like. Uh, you know what? Like I'm four shows behind. On you know, I'm four shows. <laughs> that's how that's how it happened. The back of the car happens. He's like, I'm not that far behind. I can say this for another day. Next day show happens. I'm still not that far behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait. To, I'll I'll watch it like another day. Then the next show happens. And then two shows in a row happen. It's like it just adds up so fast. I'm so surprised. I'll be honest. With you, I'm so surprised that we even got to record this before this trip i just assumed like okay i'm never gonna finish this and then like as i'm watching it i'm like oh my god i'm actually almost done i think i got like a second wind it's like a runner's high where i'm like <laughs> and i think what happened was i got that runner's high and then i got to the finals and i'm like i'm gassed like i'm like all right that's enough um but i, I was really i was really happy with it um i like i said now that i now that i kind of like paid my dues on on how much this tournament really is i think i I think it was the same way for the G1 when I first started where I was like, oh, there's like, this, this ain't shit. You know, like I can catch, I can catch this. I have free time. Uh, I don't have free yeah. time. So like that is, uh, that's definitely hard to, to I think also, I think also beforehand you were saying like, you're just going to watch every match because like, that's how you watch star matches. But like, I think you then said like, the undercard, you were just skipping all the undercard matches because like. I did start just, off. So the first like three nights I watched everything. And then I was like, I can't do this. I can't. There's yeah, I was, just no I, I was way. warning you before. I like just skip all the undercard matches. Cut, like watch them after you've caught up with like all the main matches. But like, cause you're all the main matches like they're important and the undercard just filler. So yeah, you just might as well just catch up with all the main stuff and then catch up. I've got. I kind of gotten smartened filler. up on that a bit. Um, you know, this year was my first year kind of following along. So like, I yeah. was like, um, you know, the first bit of the year, you know, up to like. I don't know, probably June or so. I was I was probably honeymooning pretty hard, and uh, yeah. you know where I just went. I was just like, please give me anything I can get my hands on, um, 
but you know, as I get further and further into this, um, yeah, I can kind of play around with it a little bit. So like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not fiending to watch the day night splits anymore. Like I, you know, I, I kind of know what I, what I should watch and you know, what I don't have to. Cause, yeah. um, you know, especially because I started the dead, the deadlock stuff too. Like I have to watch so much wrestling now. Like when I first started <laughs> watching Joshi again, or like for the first time earlier in the year, um, I was watching fucking nothing. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm done with wrestling. I'm not going to watch this shit anymore. Um, yeah. And like this really resurged me back into wrestling. And, you know, the five star was a real eye opener for like, um, just that honey, like coming off that honeymoon where I'm like, okay, like this is, you know, when I, these are the first time I'm seeing a lot of these matchups, I think, I think that was probably what it was too. So like, you know, I love Saida and, and Leo and Ozaki and stuff. Yeah. And like, well, I'm, these are my first, this is my first time really getting a, a view into these people. So like, I was like, you know, everything and anything, but at some point, you know, you see the, you see the undercard and stardom enough. You're like, okay, this is how this goes. You know what I mean? Like you can definitely catch that afterwards. Like if you have free time when you're, you know, done yeah. watching the main card and stuff. Uh, and it makes a little more sense why stardom uploads, you know, the main event stuff and like the, you know, the final three matches or so before they upload anything else. Uh, yeah. which is interesting. Um, I'm almost, I, I, I'm, it's very interesting to me because um, Saya Kamitani kind of took over everything. <laughs> she, she, uh, she came through and like it, somehow she ended up in the, she somehow ended up like in the deadlock um, rookie of the year stuff, I, which kind of like blew my mind a little bit. I was like, like that's crazy to me. I would even say she was the best rookie of, like, in stardom this year. I, I would have given that to dance, Saida. It's, it's the dance, dude. It's the dance. It's it's the dance as the running shooting star press that nobody fucking saw coming. Yeah, definitely. Um, she she is she's very interesting. I mean, she truly is. Um, and she hits that shit like crazy when she comes through with that dance, dude. I I'll never forget the first time I saw that, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then now she does it, and now she's got her like she was she was really getting it when she first came out. Um, but now she yeah. got like her little routine together, and she's still. I mean, like she is actually pretty damn good at the dance stuff. I was like, "Wow, this is interesting." Like she most of the people to- I watch is just kind of like all over the place. Yeah. But, like she was like really getting it. She starts to incorporate some of her dance into her moves. Like she's like you know, um, like when they do a ring introduction, she does like the, uh, like that kind of break dancing thing. Dude, the she hip started- thing, like the fucking yeah, she does like the. I don't even know. How, I don't even. I'm not even going to attempt it in the chair right here. But the thing that, that I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, damn, I don't even know how the fuck she does that shit. Yeah, she started doing that into like double knees into the into her opponents, and that is so sick. It's just like little I'm, things like that. Now, you know, we, were, we bring it back a little bit to, you know, where Yuka went over to AEW and kind of won everybody over um, just because she, her personality is just like, it's encapsulating. Like when you watch a lot of, uh, you know, West matches in general, like we're definitely in an era where like everyone's like, okay, 30, 40 minutes, you know, like it's very milk toast, like wrestle, you know, grapple fuck kind of. Um, and you have like you could come over and she's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm the magical girl and I fly and I, you know, what I mean, I got this crazy theme song and like yeah. she's super devious and that's what I, I that's just it's and there's something about that like especially like Saya Kamatani came in and like she was like right away separated from everybody else and it's it's very easy. Joe, she had a lot of that to be honest, like a lot, um, and it makes it easy to get behind these girls. Yeah, it's. I just think uh, the fact that it's also that the fact that uh, a lot of uh, Joshi like 
is really colorful. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you have all these greens, blues, bright colors, and like if you look at New Japan, you have all these like black trunks, <laughs> maybe a stripe, maybe a stripe down the side, black boots, maybe black, a sword, knee, knee knee pads, maybe. Like you just have all these same attires that doesn't like catch your eye, but with Joshi, you have like it's all these. Fun. I think that really yeah. is what it boils down to. Is it depends on what you you want out of wrestling, I guess. I think yeah. I think it takes people. Uh, uh, I think it really does take people a long time to figure out what they want out of wrestling. I think what people want out of wrestling changes quite often because I think once you get what you want out of wrestling, um, you want something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, like over this past decade, I've, I I I look back to what I least like. Like at the start of this decade, I liked Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. um, and now Konami all the way. No that, question. That's, that's such an interesting transition from AJ Styles. Uh, you know what I mean? AJ Styles and Konami's yeah. style is just like not even close to the same at all whatsoever. Um, but I mean, I think I was the same way. Like I definitely, I think everyone goes through stages, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I got out of my WWE stage pretty early. Um, where like, I mean, even on YouTube, like, so I think YouTube is a reason, uh, quite a big reason why I kept with wwe for so long is just because obviously that's the end all be all of views i mean like you know that everybody yeah. knows that um but like even on youtube like i was looking for other stuff i just didn't know like at the beginning of the decade pro rest was not accessible to like i would have i would have had to have somebody tell me how and like i knew nobody like nobody was watching that at the beginning of the decade yeah. um that i knew so like i would i I have so much TNA information for no reason because I watched a metric shit ton of TNA and it's not even like it wasn't a lot better than WWE, but everything felt different, I guess, from what I'd already been watching for most of my life. Um, And then, you know, that led to New Japan and then New Japan led or, you know, during when I was started watching New Japan, I started watching PWG. And then PWG and New Japan, uh, eventually, you know, I, it led to Joshi. And it's just like, it's it's interesting to see. You could almost take anybody and put it on a graph. And like, I think most people would probably, I don't think most people jump from WWE to Joshi. Like there's some sort of, you know, middle yeah. line there that connects people from, from style to style, uh, which is always interesting to see. And PWG is... Uh, I guess I I don't know what's going on over there. I haven't watched that in so long. I I haven't heard PWG's name in so long actually. Yeah, because yeah, every everyone became PWG. Like like NXT that is just PWG. Scene. Yeah, I mean I mean NXT is basically like literally a carbon copy of like 2015. P- it's actually insane. Like if you if, what happened- if you opened up any card from like 2014 2015 PWG, it would look like a takeover card. Yeah. I think what happened was, um, I think PWG started this trend that every show has to have like this the dream super match. Card. Yeah, yeah, super, super card, era. and this is, and like, yeah, super cards are fun, but if th- that's every show, it's not really a super card, is it? It's just like normal. It's, that that format was never meant to live forever. Yeah, um, and I think PWG knew that, um, which is why they held off on like. 
you know, everybody was like, you know, live stream or whatever. You know, <laughs> Super Dragon's like, I'm not fucking live streaming. <laughs> I'm not doing shit. <laughs> Super Dragon's like, I'll sell you the fucking DVDs. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. Like, we're not going to a different building. We're not doing any of that. <laughs> Until the building literally got dismantled and destroyed. He was like, yeah. They had to be forced out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and yeah, fact, it's just And when they, for, they go forced out and they move to a bigger venue and they sold that out. So, like, think about how much money they've been losing by not moving to a bigger venue. It's crazy. You know, I'm not even sure if Super Dragon uses money. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he is. He would just show up, curb stomp people, and leave. He was just an interesting <laughs> dude. No one ever fiended for Super Dragon except for the American Legion. It was such a weird, <laughs> such a weird dynamic. Like the fact that Joey Ryan is one of the founders is also blows my mind whenever I think about it too. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, like like I said, it's just a it's. A, timetables are interesting wrestling is wrestling there's nothing in the world like wrestling like you you don't go to you know you look at mma or something it's like i watch ufc yes you do and like that's <laughs> that's about it but wrestling is like there's nothing like it in the world and i don't think there's yeah, anything yeah. like joshi in the world i don't think there ever will be like it's just crazy yeah um i think uh i think that's a good place honestly um if you had any uh final thoughts on the five star maybe something that uh we didn't cover or anything like that um well we could talk think. real quick about the fits because there were some bomb ass oh, yeah, fits there in the five star nazi's fit was off she came the out of nowhere with that she said check me out that's crazy um uh, kagetsu my, my, uh, kagetsu's red gear yeah that was the power ranger dang. gear dude straight out the 95 movie she's crazy um hannah she my, came through yeah her uh split uh tcs pants she was wilding uh, out Avery uh, not learning how to drink water the entire tournament. Oh my god! She, that was so funny. The first time I saw it, I was like, holy shit. So she comes in the ring, she spits a bunch of water. She's like drooling. And she comes in the <laughs> ring and like, she's daddy issues is on her, on her fucking foot. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on, but this is interesting. Yeah. Crazy. She was a definite character. I do kind of want to see her back, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't because she wasn't exactly... She was a blow away, but she did a cattle yeah. and you know what? That's enough for me. Yeah. That's enough for me. Yeah, yeah Mayu had the big rhinestones and stuff on her, uh, uh, on her gear. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there was any, like, big attires, maybe? I was actually surprised. I thought, yeah, I thought there would be definitely be more. Like, I was going to write an article about my favorite outfits, but then I was like, oh, there's only, like, three or four. So, like, yeah. Top four fits. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Everybody was, just had what they usually wore, so. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I maybe I was wrong. Maybe it'll be like uh the you know the Oda Ward show will be pretty big, so like maybe yeah. they'll pop off for that. I guess I'll get to see Julia soon. I, I you know, I'm probably gonna skip a lot of the shows and just so I can catch up. Um, I've I've just skipped like most of the past few shows because a lot was just filler. After the so five star through the tag see. league, it's like I'm just gonna go to where I do want to watch Mass Fiesta, um, just because yeah. man, my use gear at Mass Fiesta. I might do it like top five. Mass um, Fiesta gears. Yeah, yeah. El Bobo Wazowski, my man. <laughs> El Bobo Wazowski. <laughs> I was like, I was looking at Deep in my like, please sell this mask. I want this mask so bad. That was uh, dope. I think that was Bobby Tyler. Was that Bobby Tyler? I haven't watched it. It was yet. Bobby Tyler. Yeah. That is so dope. Why is she not? The other one was like. Like uh, Mike Wazowski. It was wrong. Yeah, that was the best part. It was wrong. I was like, oh, whatever. 
I'm gonna message her and see if she'll sell that. <laughs> hey, Bobby. <laughs> that's good. Um, but I think that's it. Yeah. I think uh, I think yeah. that wraps up the five star pretty well. It was a good time. Um, shit, I'll see you here in about a week. <laughs> yeah, about a week. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so I don't know we'll what I'm doing in Japan. Up. I'm just gonna aimlessly walk around, I guess, until somebody gets there. Because I don't think I don't think I know anyone that's gonna be I'm, there that early. I think I'm gonna be the first person you'll probably see because I'm on the coming in on the 20th. I think Matt's coming on the 21st, maybe. Oh I'm not sure. man, I got played. I'm like I don't. I'm like I'm honestly stressing this pretty hard because. Uh, not stressing being there but stressing getting there like what you get? i've never yeah. done international before so i've never been through immigration i've never done like any of that shit so like i don't know it's just a lot i think you know I don't yeah know. i think but i think i'll well be like, fine but it's just i get anxiety or once, shit i've never done before once you get through it once then you'll be fine like every other time so might as well get through it yeah, they don't like, ask do they ask you what are you doing there because uh, I kind of look like a wrestler, and I want I want to play like Cassius <laughs> Ono, where I'm like I, I'm just going to I'm not even gonna say wrestling. I'm vacation. Yes, it is. Yeah, a, I think yeah, I think they'll just say what are you doing here? Just say you just say vacation because that's what I did when I went to New York. They asked me, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm going to I'm just like, tourism. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. They they might ask you where you're staying. You just say give them the address, and that's it. Right. Yeah, I was thinking. Cause I'm staying in a hostel the first couple nights because I didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't expect to go when I went. <laughs> the dates yeah. kind of fell into how they fell into. Um, you know, the hostel I'm staying in looks pretty dope. It's like a, it's called like the, I don't even remember the name of it, but it's like a super modern hostel. They got like some art room or something. I don't know if I fucking know what this is. So I was just like, yeah, this looks dope. It looks like I could fit a six foot two dude in here. You know, two hundred twenty pound <laughs> six foot two dude. Like I could probably fit in here maybe if I squinched out real good. So I was like, all right, this will work. Whatever. Can I quickly talk about uh, the Airbnb fiasco? That uh, we yes, just, please we had. bury this fucking Airbnb <laughs> shit. We had uh, so we like last month me and Paul booked a um, a, a, like a Airbnb in Shinjuku. Like it w it wasn't like the best one, but like it was affordable. It was close mm -hmm. to everything. We were we were fine with it. Like we we could afford it. Like it was all fine. Like last week, it's like two weeks before we're going supposed to go to Japan. Paul's Message me, oh, I just got a text from Airbnb. Our places got cancelled. I was like, wait, what? It's two weeks until then. So I go look at look at the um, listing. It's just gone. We, like, <laughs> they nuked it. They nuked it. Like no, it, there's no trace of it ever existing. So I booked us the Disney room. Finally, we get to have, okay. I did book us the Disney room. <laughs> I, I did can't find like, that was up for conversation. I, I, I was like, uh, yeah, whatever, I guess. So we could say that. I think it's because so, the fact, I think it was the fact that I was like, so last minute we were like yeah. considering taking anything. But like the day after I found something much better. It was like it the same nice. price as we were, it was the same price we originally played. Mm -hmm. It's the same area. So it should be fine now. But yeah, um, that. Did you want to go to like Tokyo Disney? Is that a thing? Yeah, but it's probably going to be busy around like. I mean, everything's going to be busy. Yeah, but it's gonna be especially busy during like holidays and Christmas and all that. Yeah, I'm just thinking of stuff like, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be. I mean, you're. We should probably just get another for Golden Week. We can just do it again. Get the yeah. same Airbnb if it's dope. Um, but I was just thinking about that. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I guess because I'll be going. I, I assume I'll make this a yearly thing if you know, unless something goes like drastically wrong and I 
fucking just can't stand, you know, like unless I'm like, <laughs> have it. Um, I assume I make it yearly. So I'm like mostly just looking forward to food this time around. I'm not really thinking yeah. about anything too much else, I guess. Uh, I and I just want to take a ton of pictures. Remind me, like I said, to yeah, with everything and everybody and just I, make sure I chronicle that. Honestly, because it's both, it's like, it's not my first time going to Japan, but it's both our first times going to Japan for like wrestling shows. So we also went kind of overboard booking all these shows. So Dude, oh man. Yeah, as I was doing it, I was like, stop, 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 stop. Stop, like, stop, stop. I can't. Like, I, like, we have like Matt Tony saying, oh, there's a Matt show happening this day. Matt is the dude that did this. <laughs> he did He's like, this. oh, there's this uh, Seed Link show. There's this Gake Fuchi show. There's a Wave show. There's a I, I like, agree to a Matt, YMZ show at eight in the morning on New Year's. Like, what was I even thinking? And, and that's when we have a sh- like a DDT BJW show that ends at two AM. So it's like, what have we got ourselves into? This <laughs> is yeah. this is a thing. We I have think, been peer yeah. pressured. Wrestling peer pressure. Yeah, I think next time, like next, like obviously now we after this trip, we'll be like, okay, yeah, we've been all these shows. We don't need to do. This excessive amount of shows next time. Yeah. Uh, we can also like probably plan around like doing actual stuff outside of wrestling because I mean I definitely just are... want to experience Japan, to be honest. Yeah. I just want to experience everything there. Um I mean the trip's always been one of my dreams to do. So like it and that dream never included wrestling. It just it just coincided just, that Yeah. You know. Um and I think, you know, I was talking to you about it too about the checky stuff. And I think once I checky my ass out of there with a <laughs> hundred of them you know hey Suzume, it's my eighth time getting a checky in the last two weeks um very happy to do this i think like it's like a honeymoon thing to be honest i think yeah. that once we go through the ringer i won't go through like there's some shows i like to do every year if they can and i know june yeah, size like, i think it's going to the next i want to do yeah um, so I don't know if they'll do freedoms on Christmas because uh, it's it's a June Kasai produce show, right? It's, yeah, so it might be the last. Yeah, he might he might still produce them, but just not wrestle. But yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, I think like after after this trip, uh, I'm probably gonna start like being more like selective of like what shows I really want to do instead of like just doing everything. Because I mean, because there's some. I mean, I kind of just want to go and hang <laughs> yeah, that makes sense that, like like, like one, of the big, one of the big things about uh this trip for me is like i get to hang out with my friends so that's like the biggest just being, thing yeah so just being able to do that without having to like go to all these shows will j- just like chill out it's like that might be really fun like just maybe like l- go to, like go through the city that uh we like we, we seen, don't like do all these sh- yeah yeah but yeah so like there are some shows that I probably do want to do like every year. Like I do want to catch like year end climaxes. I want to catch yes, absolutely. the Oats Award shows, the Golden Week shows. Um, I probably God, won't man. do Golden Week was like my favorite. Like I, I love that so much. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that trip. Yeah, I probably won't do like uh, Wrestle Kingdom next year because this is a bucket list never... thing for me. I'm not very. I, yeah. I, I agree. I'm not very like. I'm not actually. I, I like New Japan. And I watch it. I keep up with it. Um. But I definitely, it's like WrestleMania. Like I don't yeah. want to go to WrestleMania like, anymore. I, I just want to do it like once, just to experience it, and then mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to do it again. I'll just maybe like experience of the like other shows and just or just like just go around the Japan. Just hang the fuck out, man. I want to eat some good yeah. ass food, good company, get some drinks. Maybe not as many as Tony would like to get, but <laughs> definitely some. 
um, and just see everybody. I mean, this is, I mean, I met everyone that I'm going to meet this year, this year, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Like uh, literally everybody. Um, I think I started talking to you, talking to you in like, like April or June. And then yeah, I think, like, I think it was like, uh, you, you mentioned about once you find the dog. I don't even then... remember how I got in this. I don't even know if I'm in a community, but I don't know. I mean, like there definitely is one. And like, I th- okay. I, I think know how, how happened. what happened was, um, you, you were talking about startup. I think I mentioned you like uh, about it. And then Johnny was like, oh yeah, talk to sprites. He'll hook you up with all these like obscure Joshi merch. And then we just kind of, oh my God, there. was it over the fucking, uh, Tom yeah, doll? The time the, it was, oh my God, dude, what? I cannot believe all that started because of that fucking doll, <laughs> that little gremlin ass thing. <laughs> Tony has the Jungle Kyono version of that one. And it's I so know. Creepy. I was so jealous when I got when he got it, and then I then I saw it, and he said, "Oh yeah, look at this." And it, like in the bottom where he bought it from, it said, "Condition dirty." I said, "Oh my god, that's so rough." Oh, that's so but yeah, rough. I can't believe that I all think, started with that. Oh my god, that's crazy. But yeah, I think from then I just like introducing you to all these uh, Twitter accounts. Everyone is, is British. Yeah, I know you. you it's it's either to. British or some European Garrison, and like you're I'm like so you're like the other month you're saying, I need to find like my American brethren. <laughs> yeah, I have none. There's like none. There's like maybe two people in the Discord I think that are from the states, and I'm like, this is nuts. This is absolutely crazy. Um, and, and like I guess maybe it's like that because. You know, like we mentioned, like Stardom and, and a lot of Joshi companies don't work together with U.S. companies, but like, yeah, you know, even stuff they basically welcome it. Um, the the gateway of entry is a lot different. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this and you're you know in the states, bro, like rise the fuck up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the community's got to grow. <laughs> I'm trying. I got a shit ton of people in a got to move somehow. I don't know how that happened. I, people message me. They're like, yeah, thanks for giving me a got to move. I'm like, did I say something about got to move? One time? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I did. Huh. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was dope. Yeah. Um, I I'm about to go out and uh, grab some dinner. Thank God, yeah. give me a good ass steak. About to sleep because I've worked tomorrow. Oh yeah, time yeah. zones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we only went for an hour. <laughs> that's usually how this goes, but maybe one Every day. Every time. Uh, but I appreciate you coming by, man. It was fun. Uh, I don't like I said. I don't know if I'm gonna do. Ta- oh, I want to bring my uh, blue yeti on the trip. So I think you can yeah. talk in it, talk into it from like two sides. <laughs> so like it yeah, should I be think good. So. We could um, do like some like a. Let's just talk about the podcast. Trip. Yeah, yeah. We'll just yeah, talk about we can do, we can do, we can do my, my my like podcast, the uh, Lo-Fi Pure podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. No, I'll bring the big ear. Yeah, I'll bring the big ear, <laughs> and then we can talk into one ear. I love it. All right, ASMR Joshi podcast. That's what yeah, it's all. Like, I guess we got to be quiet, don't we? Because it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, I had to remember that. You had to remind me. But yeah, I uh, think um, expect like some. You're gonna be recording a lot of it, taking photos of vlogging, so people can expect that. See, like how we're doing over there and what's happening. Yeah, so yeah. that should be fun. Um, Sprite will be the dude in the, the black mask all the time. <laughs> the entire time? Yeah, literally the whole time. Uh, yeah, I actually bought a new camera and everything. So, like, I'm going to be... I'm not going to record everything, but, like, you know, if, if we go to get food or something, like, definitely yeah, record food, that. Yeah, uh, food. You're going to have to record a karaoke 
Yeah, yeah, like uh, the experience is basically like when we go out and like specifically do something, like record that whole stuff just cuz I have like yeah. I love that shit cuz like I I remember when I went to WrestleMania for the first time, I don't even really remember a lot of it. Um but it was the shit we did around WrestleMania that I have footage of that I remember. I'm like, "Oh man, that was awesome." It's just I like, think the like these big cons are like just to hang out with yeah. everybody. Plus like with wrestling shows, that's already recorded by someone else, so you don't need to record that yourself. So my show record. Yeah, I like I see people in the doing. crowd like record this show. I'm like, everyone's watching it. Like <laughs> everyone sees it. <laughs> like you have other stuff you could be recording, like whatever. Take a take a sweet pic or something. Yeah, like take a sweet picture or something. Like they can't get that, but they see what's happening here. They're very <laughs> interesting. Uh I, I was I'm kinda of disappointed. Like I was thinking, I was like, man, like we probably get some really dope footage like in court. I guess we could do it before the show starts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I definitely want to get like a picture in cork and before the show starts. And so, like I said, I'm bringing my big camera. So, have some fun <laughs> with that. No, yeah. I'm sure someone will come over. Uh, put that shit down. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It should be fine, though, if you're just yeah. taking photos. But yeah. Great to be on the podcast again. We extended it by another couple of minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can go for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can. <laughs> All right, um, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up, man. And we'll, uh, you know, like I said, we'll be out in Japan in about a week. Um, the year-end awards, that I'll have the, uh, it'll be in the pre-tape before me and Sprite talk. So, like, there'll be a link. Um, you guys can submit all the stuff, like your Rookie of the Year, Feud of the Year. I even added more stuff, so, like Ring Gear of the Year and stuff. So you guys can submit that. Um, basically, you submit the ballot, and then uh, once you're done with that, me and Sprite, when we're in Japan, we'll pick the final four for each category. And then uh, we'll let you guys vote on that. So I'm sure there will be a lot of pitching and complaining about this. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, all right. So and wrestler of the year is Mayu. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's she's just one every category. The wrestler of the year is uh, B Priestley. <laughs> <laughs> the exact tag of the year, B and Jamie. Good stuff. <laughs> all right, man. I think it's a good place to wrap. So uh, we'll catch yep. you guys next time when we come back with uh, another episode. I apologize for it being too much between the last episode <laughs> and this one, but that's how the cookie Don't worry. Crumbles. After uh, the new year, he's going to be all caught up. He'll be yes, new year, monthly new episodes. Me. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I'll be caught up. I mean, I do have a 15-hour flight, so maybe yeah. I can You have to catch up as much as you want. All, all right. Remember, head over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. That'd be very appreciated. It helps us get seen a little more in the wrestling section because Apple now has a wrestling section, which is kind of nuts, uh, but it definitely is there. We're contending with Talk is Jericho and JR's Grilling Show or whatever the hell that is. So uh, <laughs> let's beat those jabronis. Uh, anyways, thank you guys once again for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time on the next episode of Big Fight Feel.